All right. Well, thanks for joining me this Sunday. This is Dave Horowitz. This is How to Win in Court Without a Liar. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be discussing uh, what statuses or capacities are you operating in. Choose uh, wisely. Oops, hold on one second. Sorry, guys. Yep. All right. So again, uh, what statuses or capacities are we operating in? Choose wisely. Uh, last week we talked a bit about uh, getting some feedback, guys. So if, if we could uh, for a little bit until we have open it up for questions, could you uh, just mute out your phones? Appreciate it. So, so last week we, we spoke a bit about uh, citizenship and how citizenship uh, is. We get a lot of feedback, guys. Could you could you mute your phones out, please? There we go. All right. <laughs> so uh, again, so citizenship is based on you know uh, decide which laws you're subject to. Okay. Um, well, with citizenship comes statuses. Um, when you're part of a society, and uh, definition, I want a couple of definitions. I'm going to get into first. Uh, status, okay. Status is the standing, state, or condition of an individual. The rights, obligations, capacities, and incapacities that assign an individual to a certain class, the legal state of the legal state of being, an infant, a ward, a prisoner, as well as in reference to a person standing in the community. The condition of a person's, it also means a state. So status also means a state because it signifies the condition or circumstance in which the owner stands with regard to his property. Okay. So that's status. Uh, let's see. I'm going I'm to start here before I get into the next excuse me, authority. I'm going to start here. The definition of society, legal definition, is a, a society is a number of persons united together by mutual consent in order to deliberate, determine, and act jointly for some purpose. Societies are either incorporated and known to the law or unincorporated, of which the law does not generally take notice. Okay? That's what a society is. And the reason I wanted to give that definition is because the definition of authority that I'm going to be reading next is from a sociology standpoint, which is a study of societies and societal structures, um, authority is a concept whose development is most often associated with the German sociologist Max Weber, who saw it as a particular form of power. Okay, that's authority. Most forms of authority are not attached to individuals, and this is important. Most forms of authority are not attached to individuals, but rather to a social position 
or status, status that they occupy in a social system. Okay? And again, there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of statuses that we occupy from, you know, depending on what we're doing during our day. All right. And again, the capacity, authority, uh, society, all, all have to do with, uh, excuse me, could you mute out your phone, please? Thank you. Okay, so all of, all of these um, definitions that I'm giving right now uh, have to do with status, okay? And capacity is the ability or capability or fitness to do something. A legal right, power, or competency to perform some act. An ability to comprehend both the nature and consequences of one's acts. It relates to the soundness of mind and to an intelligent understanding and perception. Excuse me. Sorry. An intelligent understanding and perception of one's actions. Okay, so that's the capacity. So when these all these all have to do with with statuses. Okay, and again, statuses are a part of a. Uh, um, society structure, okay? Uh, authority <laughs> comes from these uh, positions of status, okay, position or status within the system, okay? And this has a lot to do with uh, dealing with courts, dealing with the state, okay? So what are some of the statuses that the uh, government uh, subscribes to uh, or ascribes to people, okay, because it... it one is a citizen, okay? These are presumptions. A lot of these are, are presumed within society, okay? So a citizen, uh, all persons born or naturalized and subject to. Guys, I'm getting a ton of feedback. If you would, please uh, make the recording uh, a mess. So you could uh, hit the mute button until we open it up for questions. There we go. All right. Yeah. Might end up having to mute up people and open it back up. Haven't had to do that before. All right. Sorry about that, guys. All right. So a citizen is a status. Okay. It's a... Uh, the U.S. government considers all persons born or naturalized and subject to uh, the jurisdiction of the United States. Uh, a driver, one employed in conducting or operating a vehicle, a taxpayer, any person subject to internal revenue tax, defendant, person who's being sued or accused of a crime, a resident, a person with intent to establish domicile or a permanent residence, married, another status, a condition of being married or licensed, 
subject, member of a nation that is subject to the laws. All right, so there's different types of uh, statuses, okay? Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm having a rough time with my throat, guys, tonight, so bear with me. So um, some statuses are ascribed, okay? Uh, that's a status that uh, someone has when, when they're born, uh, something they're born with and has no control over, okay? That's ascribed. Then you have achieved, statuses that you achieve at some point after birth, either by hard work or by accident, <laughs> right? Um, and then you have a master status is another one that they talk about. Uh, it's a status that's so important that it may override other stas statuses that you hold, okay? So uh, the one that you act in most often. It could actually just be, you know, uh, president, whether it be of your company or, you know, the status of judge. Anyway, statuses can mean rank or position, like a job or a title, manager, sergeant, employee, etc. Statuses can be positive or negative. Boss might be positive. Uh, criminal might be uh, negative, just to give you a couple of examples. So legally, statuses can infer rights or disabilities, uh, the right to rule or be ruled, right, based on status, the title that you're holding, right, the offices that they want you to fill uh, in a society. All right, so a legal status. This is where this is where we're going to get into some of the meat uh, and and how this is uh, relevant to court. Okay, so uh, legal status, position held by someone or something with regard to the law. It is a set of privileges, obligations, powers, or restrictions that a person has, which is which encompass in order, in or declared by legislation. I'll read that again. A position held by someone or something, okay? So things can have legal statuses as well, right? With regard to the law, it is a set of privileges, obligations, powers, or restrictions that a person has which are encompassed in or declared by legislation, now, again, I'm getting these out of uh, legal dictionaries and as uh, well as uh, some more common dictionaries. Um, but to legislate is to make or enact laws, cover, affect, or create by making or enacting laws, to enact, constitute, to pass, or to enforce. Okay? To legislate is to approve something. Okay? Uh, the opposite would be to deny or refuse. So, statuses, uh, status in society would, base, uh, would be based on um, how others see that uh, status. 
So a person uh, status, it would be standing, you know, um, is also uh, another word for status, a person standing, okay? is So it's a person standing in society, in the site, or in, in light of others. So it's a ranking class system. Uh, and you wouldn't think there is in this country or the, well, we've been brought up to say that we're all equal in this country. Um, but that isn't true. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to look far to see that. Right? We're all equal, but some are more equal than others like animal farm. All right. So status describes the position a person occupies in a particular setting. We all occupy several statuses, and we play role we, and play the roles associated with them. Okay, each status is an act. It's an act, right? I'm acting as a father. I'm acting as a driver. I'm acting as a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it is. It's it's something you're doing. You're acting. Okay, in a court setting you'll see different people acting in different roles all the time, right? So if you look at the act, if you look at the, the, the set, the courtroom, right, as if it was a movie, <laughs> you have each, peop- each person, there's this, uh, each person's role is based on their status, okay? So you got your judge, your bailiff, plaintiff or prosecutor, witness, defendant, juror, clerk, reporter, Lawyer, attorney, surety, trustee, each one plays their part. Each one plays a different role, okay, depending on the status that they're chosen to play. The part, okay, is the status, okay? If you're the defendant, okay, that's it's not a good status, <laughs> okay? But uh, you're playing a role, you're playing a part, you're acting in a, in your status. All right. So in the world system, statuses are most often implied, presumed, and or assumed. Uh, we're presumed to be citizens, persons, subjects, wards, drivers, defendants, taxpayers, employees, residents, debtors, ad nauseum, we can go on and on, all these positions that, that you know, uh, that we put ourselves into, consumer, right, debtor, creditor, all, all these different things. These are things that, that we put ourselves into, okay? We act, and in order for us to do those actions, it has to be a choice that we're, that we're making, or it's implied or presumed or assumed that we're opting in that system, especially in the courtroom, Okay. So all those statuses that I just mentioned uh, put you at a legal disadvantage, okay? A lot of these uh, statuses that I mentioned put you at a legal disadvantage, okay? So instead of being on equal standing at law, all right, you're already at an unfavorable disadvantage because you're supposed to play the role of the statuses that they're imposing on you, okay? Because of their assumptions, of who, uh, because of their assumptions of who you are. Statuses can provide you with great benefits, aid, assistance, help, advantage, um, or they they can provide you with great detriment, nuisance, obstacles, hindrance, and major disadvantages. Okay? 
if you're, they're already assuming that you're a citizen, and and right there, you're a subject. Right? You're at a disadvantage. Somebody's making up rules, and you have to follow them if you claim that citizenship. All right. So look at let's look at some uh, statuses and their roles, and and whether they're advantaged or disadvantaged. All right. Citizen. <laughs> a citizen is subject to government. Is it a, is it a, a good status uh, or a bad status? Does it benefit you? Does it does it help you? Uh, or does it disadvantage you? And I would say it depends. Depends on where you're a citizen, right? what citizenship you are claiming. Right? If you claim to be a U.S. citizen, you're at a major disadvantage. Um, when I go into court, I am, you know, my claim is my citizenship is in heaven. So it's an advantage to me when I walk into a courtroom. Okay. And again, it's 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 your point of view. It's it's you're the one doing. You're the one acting in that status. So you get to decide how you're going to act, and 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 uh, you know, especially as a citizen, uh, that that is decides who, which laws you're subject to, which you know, which government you're subject to. Uh, a defendant is to defend from a you know, a defendant has to defend oneself from an attack just the fact that they're under attack puts them at a disadvantage okay you, you never want to be the defendant okay plaintiff or prosecutor one with a claim or a right i would say that that's an advantage okay if you have a claim i mean you have ownership or a right you have ownership in something so that would be an advantage not a bad, you know, not a horrible one. We're not supposed to go out. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to move on. Moving on. Uh, witness. Okay. Uh, the status of witness. All right. Witness has to testify having firsthand knowledge. Well, they're, they're, they're not at a disadvantage. Uh, they just have to tell the truth of what they saw. I would say that, that the, that's an advantage. And, and you can disagree or agree. Again, uh, this is this is my take on it. Uh, here's uh, a status that that I use in court. Okay, uh, the status of ambassador. And an ambassador is a, an official representative to a foreign country, having uh, it's a diplomatic to a position, having immunity from from the laws in the host state or in the host country. Okay. I'd say that's a huge advantage, especially when you're going into court. Uh, an heir or a beneficiary, that is a status, okay? One who receives the estate or the benefits, okay? I'd say that's an advantage. I wouldn't say one who has the option to receive the estate or the benefits, and I would say yes, that's definitely an advantage. So, being a, uh, a just having the status of a beneficiary is a is a huge advantage. Something's coming to you. Hopefully, it's worth something. <laughs> uh, trustee, one who takes care of something for the heir or beneficiary. 
and they have subject matter jurisdiction or subject matter authority or authority over the asset that they're entrusted with. Uh, and it can be an advantage and it can be a disadvantage dependent. Uh, I'd say it's an advantage uh, in the private, okay? It's an advantage in the private because it gives you authority over the subject matter that's been entrusted with uh, to you. Uh, in the public, I would say it's a disadvantage. To be a public servant, it's a horrible job. Uh, <laughs> not too many are suited for it, if any. Okay. Um, their, their account, they have to be accountable to the ones who are entrusting stuff to them. And because there are so few and that there are, uh, you know, so many supposed beneficiaries, um, it's unfortunate that all of the wealth in the country has been forced into their little pockets there for, or entrusted to them, uh, to such a small group. It's no wonder they all live in lavish lifestyles. All right. A judge, it's another capacity. And, and I would say it's one who is acting as God. And I'd say it's both an advantage and a disadvantage. Okay. Someone's judging you. They're acting as if they're God over you. Uh, there's really no other way to put that. Okay. Their life, your life is in their hands. Okay. And as an advantage, uh, it's an advantage if, if you're talking about the judge. Uh, it's a disadvantage if you're talking about someone acting as if they're a judge. Same with the legislator. All right? One is one who is acting as God, making the rules for everybody else. Okay? Uh, those two positions are uh, the pigs in animal farm. Okay? <laughs> they are... Uh, more equal than the rest of us. Okay? They're acting as gods over us. Um, all right. So as a citizen, you are a subject or subject to the laws. Okay? If you're subject, you're uh, a subject is someone under the control of another. Well, I would say it's a disadvantage if it's over another man or a woman. Uh and it would be uh, an advantage, okay, um, being subject to, and I'll, and I'll give you an example. When I walk into uh, the court, I am not subject to their rules. I'm subject to the rules of my indenture, okay? So it provides me being subject to uh, and indentured to a and have a contractual obligation to, uh, my trust with my creator, I have uh, that subjection provides me an advantage when dealing with the courts. All right. Uh, if you go into court, here is a, uh, here's a, here is a status that uh, most people, anybody who goes in with a lawyer is going to uh, fall into this status. And that's a child or a ward, not able to act legally in their own right. Huge disadvantage. Huge legal, you know, uh, legal disadvantage, 100%. Uh, as a man or a woman, great status, 
one who has full lawful capacity in their own right. Okay? Not too many disadvantages of, of being, you know, and again, that would be inscribed or ascribed, okay, because it's something that, you know, we don't, our choice that we're born and we're a man, you know, we grow into a man or a woman in full capacity, a full lawful capacity in our own right. So I guess uh, a man or a woman would be synonymous with sui juris, someone who can act in their own right and is responsible for their own actions. Anyway, um, guys, I was hoping to have a guest on today. Um, I don't know if uh, a bunch of you knew that, that I, was, I was hoping to have a guest on today. And uh, unfortunately, um, they were not able to make it. So um, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare today. Um, so I'm going to open the, open up the call to questions or comments, legal topics. If you have an issue that you want to discuss, happy to do that now. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I chimed in there, you know, when you said the sound was messed up about 10 minutes ago or whatever. Um, and uh, I, my phone was hooked up to the Bluetooth, so I, I shut that off, you know, uh, on, yep. the, on the vehicle, and, and, it, and I guess it straightened out or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to ask um, or maybe um, see if you could, uh, you know, and I know uh, you had mentioned, you know, the statuses that, we, that are advantageous and disadvantageous. But um, what are, like, some possible scenarios that uh, – uh, and I know you want to answer a question with a question. And, and, and now, so, like, so if, if you were in court and um, the judge called your name or whatever, and, you, you know, the legal name, and you said, would it be all right to say, uh, to phrase it in this way, say something like, uh, um, am I not the beneficiary in this matter? Like, uh, instead of uh, – you know, I guess what I'm asking is, is could you give some uh, examples of, of, of tricks they use to, um, you know, what you don't want to do uh, specifically? And um, I kind of know some of the things to do, but could you just give maybe um, a, way, a, a way that people, like, uh, kind of get um, – tricked into into giving up jurisdiction or or becoming the trustee or you know what i mean pitfalls well again i mean the the question that you had asked um you know as far as stating that question as far as the beneficiary is concerned that's one good way to you know uh establish your status okay, okay? and that's i mean when i when you walk into a courtroom okay what do mm -hmm. they want what, what really so if if you're if you're trying to figure out the tricks okay what is their mm -hmm. ultimate end goal what, what do they want from you right? they want you to, well absolutely they want to join you to the legal person right mm -hmm. but yes. you, and, and then they want to you know um hold you for the debt for right, the law okay, so, right where well, the law is a bill right it's a debt okay. right? All okay. laws are created bills out of debts. So they're trying to yes. join you to 
the fiction that owes it. <laughs> and right. uh, so again, when you go in there, you're looking at um, status is, is huge, right? Because they're already they're looking at mm-hmm. you as a, a U.S. citizen. It's one of the things right. that's the main thing they're implying right there. Okay. Yeah. And that's your status. So that's then, the, for that's example, a huge assumption. Uh, assumption. So, so for example, one of their tricks might be to say, "Do you are you a resident of, or are you a this, or what? You know, like what? Do you, um, and I know I heard you today on another uh, podcast I listened to where you know you said uh, you said something like, "I reside, uh, I reside in this body, or or I, you know, something." Uh, I, I live in my body. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I live in my body. So, so that's one. That's one of their little tricks there. Now, what I mean are there some other common ones that uh, you know? I mean, I, I'm just kind of new, and I don't, I don't, I, I want to learn uh, what not to do. In other words, and, oh, I, and yeah, I know I mean, I you have to walk in your own. You have to walk in your authority. Okay, and you do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, authority. Authority, okay, is tied uh-huh. to your position or status at the, within the social system. So yeah. from, from, from where I, you know, I try to come at, you know, dealing with the state and, and with the courts from a biblical standpoint. So I'm walking in a status mm-hmm. of a, as an emissary or an ambassador or a witness, okay, uh, uh-huh. and, and I'll claim my citizenship and my status are of heaven. There's where yeah. my authority comes from. So, again, authority is power, okay? And, mm-hmm. and if, if I'm getting it from, you know, if my authority comes from somewhere else, from where they are, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm providing that separation, um, yeah. making it, well, yeah. you know, making it clear. So, yeah. so when you're in the court, you know, or a cop pulls you over and he says, uh, license, registration, and insurance, what he's trying to get you to do is to identify yourself with a strong their man. society. Well, with their society. Right? Okay. You're a party. You, they want you to be a party to their society. Yeah, they want you to okay. enter into a contract. Correct. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They want you to, in their society, you're a citizen, a U.S. citizen. I don't care if it's a U.S. citizen or a state citizen. State citizens well, are yeah. under, uh, under the charter of the United States. I, you know, and again, this is all wordplay. So if you're right. going to choose your words, you know, are, are right. you a citizen? I sure am, no. but not of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, and there's an answer. It doesn't give yeah. them a, a, you know, that doesn't give them what they're looking for. Right. You know, right. And you can you can play the fool now, if you want. Now, <laughs> you would know. it be would it would would it be more wise? Uh, because if you said that, would that put the burden on you to prove it, or could, would it be more wise to say, uh, "Am I not a citizen of heaven?" And that way, it's a question, but you still kind of put it out there. You know, I'm not. You see what I mean? Well, citizenship is by declaration, and I get where you're going. Yes, in court, uh-huh. you want to. You know, the only time you want to make a claim is if you can prove it easily. 
Okay. 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 Yeah. There's time, you know, there's a time for everything under the sun. Sometimes you have to make a claim. You harmed me. That's a claim. Right. Okay. (laughs) So, again, you know, again, what what is the purpose? What are they trying to do in there? They're trying to extort you of your money. They're trying to right. tie you to the legal fiction, the debtor, all these statuses yeah. they're trying to do on you, defendant, mm-hmm. prisoner, mm-hmm. ward. So all these right. things that they're doing, if you, if you know what they're trying to do, it's very right. easy to, to not in get in the trap. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You're a U.S. aren't you? And I would say, no. uh, are are you claiming that I'm a U.S. citizen? You can okay. do that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. see what they have to say. I mean, to me, if I'm going to ask that question, I'm kind of setting a trap. It's kind of like hot um, potato. <laughs> it is. You know, it's a, I, I always look at a court a court case kind of like a tennis match. You know, right, Except right, yeah. Carry a much, much, much bigger racket than the other guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, it's important though to understand the statuses. It's just like you know, questioning their authority, right? What's their status? Mm-hmm. He's playing yeah. judge, so he's uh-huh. playing judge. He's right. sitting in my he's sitting in my father's seat, and I can have fun with that yeah. all day. You know, okay. But, <laughs> so, but he's he's acting with an assumed authority that he's a judge, that he's above me. Okay. So now, so now, when is it? When would it be like checkmate for you, as far as in in your favor, so that you could, uh, like, for example, if they ask for the legal, you know, the fiction, could you? And and I've heard this before too. Now, if you handed them the birth certificate or or you know the what they're looking for, and then uh, would you be able to say uh, I require this case be discharged uh, without uh, prejudice uh, right now? Or, or I mean, when when do you have victory, and and then do you declare the victory, or how does that go? <laughs> I uh, I usually <laughs> do that right when the first interaction is. So when they come, it's already checkmate because, again, if you're going to bring an action against me and I know full well I haven't done anything, I haven't harmed anyone, then, you know, my intention was never to harm something or someone, then, Mm -hmm. you know, good luck proving mens rea, my intent. Okay. Okay. But we're never going to get to that point because right at the very first interaction, I'm going to peacefully say, here, you've been served, and I'm going to hand them a memorandum of law from their boss and a a judicial notice that explains everything about who I am and who I'm not. And they're going to have to be done. Does that have to be done prior to going to um, whatever the you know uh, venue or whatever it is? Then I mean, is, how does the because uh, I've heard of the ambush before. So do you have to put that in like prior to going there, or how does that work? When the cop pulls me over and walks up to my window, I don't wait for him. Well, no, to no, say no, 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 no. I mean, no, I mean in a court, in a court. Uh, like if you were okay, in court so and. All right, so if I'm in court 
<laughs> excuse me, and this is different. It would be different. I'm in court, okay? Mm-hmm. Prior to court, like if you got the ticket, right, the cop reads your, read your notice and, and uh, decides to take an action against you anyway. Uh-huh. Writes you a ticket, right? And okay. now you've got to deal. Now you've got to deal with the court, the next set of agents, right? So okay. you've got prosecutor and the judge and the clerk. You're going to you can serve this on you know on the case to the prosecutor. So the prosecutor, when you file something into the case, copy goes to the prosecutor. Copy goes into the court record. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so hmm. the judge is going to see it, and the prosecutor is going to see it. So I, I would file those same documents that I showed the cop, and I would put okay. it in. I, you know, I'd put a, I'd put a cover on it, stating that it's that it's material evidence in the case, and I would normally film, film the interaction with the cop, regardless. Okay. I see. Whether mm-hmm. whether he gives you the ticket or not, you want to film your interactions with agents of the state because right. uh, in their system, their word is yeah. always higher than yours. Right, the right. Lock, okay. Yeah. So so when mm-hmm. you go in there, so you go in and you file in the court record material evidence. He was he was notified. Now he's going to be okay. at a disadvantage right off the bat. Okay. 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 Because he was shown this and decided to act anyway against my yeah. rights. Mm-hmm. Okay? And right. it is a question, it's a religious question. So by him sending yeah. it over to the attorney, uh, you know, the, the attorney, uh, city attorney or the county attorney, whatever, uh, they're, they're not following the right procedure, for, first off, okay, because mm-hmm. the notice was... was uh, if, if they know their, their uh, you know, justice manual, they would know that anything yeah. of a religious question or of a religious nature uh, has, has to, to go be to the attorney general. Well, it has to be right. It, it does need to be accommodated, but it also has to go to the assistant attorney general for the United States to have a special oh. prosecutor. Okay. Oh. And, it needs, and, okay. And, and, and the statute says immediately. Oh, okay. Okay, well, he's trying to start his court on the side of the road, and if he takes an action against you and gives you a summons, right? Okay, yeah. He's already already started the court. And breach, or, okay. Well, he's, right, he's already started the court, so he's, you know, he's definitely, the court's already been notified. The material evidence is in there. Now I'm just going to send the cop, you know, I'm going to make sure it goes into the record. So you bring it to the court, you have it, uh, you know, put into the case file, and a copy needs to be served on the prosecutor. So I would serve on the case and the prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Okay, now would that be, so that would be, you would, now would that be uh, like their case, or uh, or would you have your own case? How how is that... uh, distinction with that i'm basically all i'm doing is is serving them notice at that point okay that the the actions that are that are pending um that the actions that are pending are in violation of my religious rights right 
Okay, okay. And uh, the, the only other question, uh, I don't want to take up all the time here, uh, but the question I've always had, um, you know, because I've heard uh, about a cover, you know, for these things, is that just like a piece of, like a, a page on top, just that says material evidence or whatever it might be? Yes. Just on the top? Yes. Oh, Big that's letters. all it is. Yes, material okay. evidence. It's just just to cover up so it, you know, so they're not trying to say you can put it in or you can't put it in. Or if it's material evidence in a case and they don't accept it into the case file, they're, they're going like to be committing a felony. Oh, so it's basically just like in a book, a table of contents, sort of, or whatever, just letting them know what it, this is. Well, it's it's material evidence. Doesn't matter what's in the subject, you know, in the substance of the of oh. the document you're putting in. But a lot of times, if you know, when when somebody reads these documents, clerks all the time will, and it's again, it's another, you know, trick that they. <laughs> that if you don't suspect it or you know know what's going on, they'll keep you from being able to put things into the case file and onto the record of the court. And they're not allowed okay. to do it. It's obstruction of justice. Um, right. If you have evidence that that is, you know, um, material to your case, and they mm -hmm. try to keep it from the file, they are, you know, um, they're obstructing justice, and it's a federal I felony. See. Okay. Yeah, because I've heard on other calls, uh, you know, not not uh, on yours, I don't think, but on other people's, you know, talk shows, uh, I've heard it said before that uh, you can't put evidence into their case file, things like that, I've heard, and that you can only, uh, you know, put in your case your um, accoutrements or whatever, you know, uh, things and whatnot. Um, no, but that would be different. That would just be a notice. have two parties. The case file has two parties. Now, again, I'm, I'm notifying the court and the prosecutor that I'm not a party. Okay. Okay. I see. That's in my notice. Okay. I'm not a party. So the case file isn't mine. That's not what I'm doing. Right. I'm okay. I'm giving them irrefutable evidence. Okay. That... I am not a party to these actions, and should they try to put, force me to be a party to the actions, they're violating my rights. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. Yeah, I just want to understand it, and, you know, so well, I if can... You, uh... if, you start, if, you, if you put a motion into the court, you're granting them uh, jurisdiction. Right there. Right, right. I see, so yeah, I, and I've heard I, that before. Yeah, you don't want to do that again. I mean, it, I mean, unless you're bringing the claim and you are the plaintiff, right. then you know, then it's a different story. But if you're, you know, if they're trying to put you into a status that isn't yours, okay, and and, and shouldn't uh -huh. be ascribed to you, you need to let them know ahead of time. Now, let's say, let's say somebody somebody wasn't wise enough and they were already. Um, summons or whatever and they were the defendant or you know what have you could they uh could they give because i've heard this method too could you uh put an affidavit in saying that uh something of the effect of you know i man claim and then making a claim and then would that therefore make you the prosecutor in that instance if you if it was worded you know like i make a claim or i i man claim 
you've overstepped, you know, well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What, all right. When when you have a court situation, they bring they bring the complaint, okay? And you if you mm-hmm. if you respond, you know, if you respond and say I'm not guilty, right? Now you're then giving you just, them protection. Right. Right. Okay. So all right, so mm-hmm. if you've already you know, if you've already done that or if you raised your hand and said, Oh yeah, that's me when they called your name. Right. Okay. okay? And, and this is why status, okay? Uh, I may not go in there as ambassador then. I may go in there as trustee. Right, Over right. the religious persona, and, uh, you yeah. know, or, or uh, you know, which separates me. I'm not a surety. Or, you know, right. um, again, you know, and I would do this for somebody else, not myself. Okay. Okay. I, I would have somebody else be the trustee over the in legis persona that's ascribed to my name. Okay. Oh, I see. So separation. Okay. Okay. Right. But, you know, so I have to figure out a way, you know, in my case, I don't have any trusts established with the state. So, you know, uh-huh. I can act as a trustee and, you know, and I am a trustee over whatever, yeah. you know, and entrusted with my stuff, my relationships, uh-huh. you know, my right. kids, whatever it is, myself. So yeah. if the subject matter is, you know, I, I, I uh, jaywalked, okay? Right. And, 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 <laughs> and some actor comes and tries to, you know, say, hey, you know, you just sinned against the almighty state of Montana. Um, <laughs> you know, then, then I can... Uh, you know, right. then I can say, well, listen, I'm, you know, uh, are you claiming that the state of Montana has authority over me and that All I have right. a duty to obey the state of Montana who's claiming to be, uh, you know, uh, that I'm subject uh-huh. to? <laughs> so then would you give them notice then saying that I'm the, uh, you know, this is in trust private and then just notify them the same way you would as you uh, mentioned earlier? Basically. The very I use the very same notice <laughs> and the very same okay. memorandum. I see, I see. Okay, cool. And again, those can be adjusted to you know suit your you know the situation. Right, right. Okay, but it's all yeah. You know, I understand. So you're going to challenge jurisdiction, or you're going to claim a status that 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 uh, doesn't put you at a disadvantage right. in that place. Yes, yes. I see. Okay. Good questions, though. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Anybody else have any questions? Yes. Oh, uh, hey, guys, one at a time. <laughs> we'll get to everybody. Go. Oh, uh, yeah, the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, guy, he can go ahead. My name is Frank. I'll go after him. Well, go ahead, Frank, and we'll <laughs> they'll come back in and ask you after. How about that? Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, these points that you just made, um, uh, wow, they're great. And um, but I had a couple of questions. When, like, okay, I, in my in my situation, I'm a single father, and um, I have had interactions with these family courts for years, and um, going back to like 2015, and I have. I have every time put in um, my affidavits, uh, not motions, but my affidavits challenging jurisdiction, 
and they just keep moving forward. And um, and so uh, since 2015, I um, me and my I got my family out of the court uh, situation. So I told the judge, I said, my goal is to not be not have me and my family in this court. Uh, we're not parties to it. We are not. Uh, you know, we not, I do not want to be, um, or I am not a a party to, to this controversy. Yeah. Uh, with, with I no longer opinion. I no longer and, consent to being a party to any of this. Exactly, and so uh, this past just um, these past few months, like in August, September, and uh, October, um, and I had my children with me, everything, and uh, the the uh, the ex she was prior to that, like in the beginning of last year, um, had some bad things going on with them, and, and I kept them with me, but I would let them, you know, com- call her, communicate with her. I was trying to get her to, to privately uh, um, agree to um, her continuing visitation because I believe that's, that's, uh, that's important and trying to let her work out her issues, um, but my children were not going to have any overnight stays over there because of the, the um, because it's, it's not a, a, a good, a good uh, environment for them, positive environment for them. So, okay. so, uh, so the uh, she she hired some um, devious, uh, or I would say devilish uh, uh, attorney, um, and um, and so uh, somehow they lied and, and got into the courts, and uh, the court didn't even give me notice of a of a um, of a current court date. And uh, and then the the presiding judge uh, issued uh, for the immediate return of my children to her, and so so I have not um, seen my children since October 26, and uh, haven't spoke to them since like I think it was like uh, November 5th. She, the mother has blocked my phone calls, doing all of the you so know. what the court gave her total custody. They they did yes. And gave her total custody, and um, and so uh, under what authority? Uh, but but exactly. But but the thing is, there's no order for it. It was a total, total sham. I, I go to find an order, and the and I didn't have an attorney. They forced an attorney on me, and so um, mm-hmm. so did you so, have money to pay for money if you wanted? No, no, I did not. Um. I'm, tell them that? I am. Oh, oh, they know. Yeah, I actually, I have. Uh, I, I'm, I'm battling uh, multiple sclerosis, and um, and and so, uh, so, so I'm not my like. I do not receive any state disability or anything. I don't. I don't receive anything. I just, you know, continue to move forward in the in, with my own because I comprehend. You know, not to be a ward of the state. Uh, I am a you know a man, a child of God, and that's what I've put in my documents, and it has. It, it, over the years, I've seen that it has gotten like when I would go to court, I would I would when they would say my name, I would say um, beneficiary present, you know. But then they would just continue to move forward as if it was the their their quote unquote citizen. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And and again, sometimes sometimes they say you know the the best defense is a good offense, and in in cases like this where you know, they made claims, or, or she made a claim, and the judge just blanketedly, you know, gave her custody. Um, now, 
again, there's an issue because, like you said, she is entitled to see her children and be able to have some say in how they grow up, right? Yep. Just like you. Yep. But that's a 50-50, you know, your rights are, are in common. They're identical. Okay. Exactly. Um, And as the father, as the father uh, in the law, you, you know, are considered the head of the household. So you, uh, as the father, would have final say. Okay. So custody would be something that you could decide as to whether, you know, she's at a disability, uh, you know, in exercising her rights because of, you know, you said it's it's not a good um, situation there or a good environment for her to be, you know, for your kid to be in. So, exactly. um, and, I, and I proved it. I proved it actually, like in July, I filed a emergency ex parte with, um, with, with, uh, evidence, you know, material evidence, like you said, um, I even, she even had the, 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 the sheriff's deputies come out here and just like it's, you know, just like it, um, you know, um, it's written in the Bible, how, how, you know, when they, when they, you know, the scriptures, when they, um, went to, you know, arrest Jesus and how Jesus, how the, overwork, the word overcame them, right? And right. so that's what I did. I proved the facts. My daughters was with me when the, um, the first time that the, the sheriff deputy came, and, and, and they even agreed. They said, hey, look, uh, here you have a, um, there's, 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 it's a harmful environment where she's at, and I proved it. And so, uh, and so they, they said, okay, we're, you know, it's okay, and, you know, um, she told, I told them that, you know, they're not going to go with her and everything. Then they came back again after the court um, was done that I didn't know about, and they came with a, a failure to appear, an order for my arrest. And, and that's how they got So you didn't even know that there was a hearing at the court? You were never served? That's right. I, I know. I, I, I have to file a, uh, um, what, is, what is it called, an insufficiency service of process? Well, um, I would do that, I and also, uh, I was not you know, you can, you can void the judgments. You can void the judgment because of that. Okay. Yeah. And so, in 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 um, October 26th, when they came to arrest me, I was uh, unlawfully detained for a week, and um, I left my, my my children in the custody and care of my mother, and and uh, and so they um, after they issued a. Uh, a, a bench warrant for failure to appear of a court hearing that I was not even aware of, that they didn't even, uh, um, you know, um, notice me on until, until, I, until the day that I was arrested uh, on October 26th. They had a court on October 26th, um, and, uh, and, and, and the sheriff came, uh, the sheriff deputy came, uh, and he, he actually came without the warrant. His, it was like 10, minutes, 10 or 15 minutes later that he held me, um, at my house while another deputy was coming with the uh, warrant for arrest. Um, okay, but what about, the, what about the summons? What about, what about the summons that there was a hearing? It, it, it was all in the same packet on the same day. So yep. you, never, and, uh, you were never notified until after the, the hearing had already taken place? Exactly. exactly. Well, then you can, you, I mean, there's evidence there, so... Again, I mean, if you were unlawfully detained for seven days, you were in jail because of this? Five, Monday through Friday, five days. October 26th. Five days. Yep. Yeah, I'd, go, I'd be looking at, uh, what is it, Trevisant, and uh, you, you got yourself a, a, an unlawful detention case. Um, oh, yeah. and, and she's holding custody. You know, she has custody or right now or your mother's still? 
no, no. That, that's how the, that's how the, uh, my ex uh, got in custody because they they, gotcha. um, they they issued a media while you were in jail. To, while I was in jail, that's the only way they were able to get custody. Yep. And so, so yeah. So yeah, but so, the, again, uh, that judgment. It's not hard to prove that you weren't uh, notified of the hearing until after the fact. Uh, at the time yeah. of the arrest is when they dropped off the summons. So exactly. you know. At that point, I mean, that would void the judgment out of her getting custody, and uh, I would bring a case against her. Make the claim. Make the yeah, claim. So you have to make the claim that you know she's unfit or the situation's dangerous, and that uh, you know that you were you were blindsided by this whole thing. Yeah, and that's 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 where the part is becoming difficult at because um, when. I am going to file an affidavit, affidavit of, of notice. Like, I don't want to put in a motion, like you mentioned, to get them jurisdiction. So I want so right. I was, oh, like a fire about maybe a year ago after I learned of, okay, put in an affidavit of truth or an aff, have that listed as affidavit of notice. Well, you want, to give, so, you want to give them notice supported by an affidavit. But they haven't, they have not responded to my notices, um, like, you know, back in, like well, July then I August. would, again, then if, I mean, again, if all of these things were void and without authority, okay, they, they didn't have jurisdiction, they didn't have anything, they arrested you. And, and, and if custody is jurisdiction, okay, possession, <laughs> you have authority because you're in possession of the state, okay, and you were there by force and threat of force over something that, you know, you had no control over because you had no idea there was a hearing. You know, I mean, this exactly. is going to sound ridiculous on the record, but that's the facts of what happened. Yeah, yeah, and I researched it and and found out that there's this, this has happened um, in these quote unquote family courts um, to many people. You know, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, yeah, and, it's a racket. And, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a big racket, and so so that's what um, like like I even and, and because I'm walking with a crutch and it's very difficult for me. Um, my mother and I met with the actual, the sheriff, the head sheriff of the county in November. And, um, just here, like in, I think in December, I found out, um, uh, what is it called? Um, them acting, uh, under the color of law. And there's a yeah. department of justice, um, you know, um, uh, um, like a title 18 a sections. Exactly. So well, so that's that's the other thing you could the, do. You could go again. You can make a claim for for uh, custody of your property back. Um, they acted under color of law. They put you in a cage under color of law. They put you, you know, your kids in in jeopardy if uh, if her place is actually uh, unfit. You know, if it's a bad situation. So you make your claim and and you take that claim and and you bring the claim against the actors that acted in, in conspiracy, because there were multiple, right? You have a prosecutor, you've got, you know, uh, you've got the, the unlawful arrest, so you've got the officers, you've got the, uh, the judge who acted ultra-variously outside without any, you know, with, with, with violation of due process rights, so there goes their protection under their rules. See, when you... When you make a claim against them, right, they are under the authority. They signed up for the benefits. They want to be citizens, right? 
they're acting in that capacity, in that status. And so in order to have authority over them, you go to their venue and bring the claim. Yes, and so I filed a claim in superior court. Like I'm trying to get out of family court and get into superior court, and they're blocking that. They're delaying it. Oh, you know, there's the court closed for COVID. Now they're back open. Um, oh, they bring they it right the, to the federal court. Bring it right to the federal district court. And that, and I'm trying to learn that. So, what would you uh, suggest on how I can either, you know, uh, link up with you or or whomever? Um, because yeah, I'm, I'm to, happy uh, to. Um, yeah, if you got a pen handy, I'll give you my website address and my email address. Um, on the website, you can sign up for you know, free consultation. I'm happy to happy to talk with you. Um, and uh, from what I understand, uh, Daniel, you uh, brought you on invited. the show, invited you yes, to sir. the call. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy to uh, talk to you know with Daniel as well. Uh, we can come up with with a, with a plan to help you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, and and this court, this judge has. Uh, I've proven how since like 2014 she's been being vindictive um, of me, and and so now it's like four. Who like the judge? Family court. Yeah, the judge. And, and well, it's like they're biased. There's there's an impeachable. You know that would impeach their their judgments as well. That's right. Yeah, and, and so if you have evidence of that, I mean. The, well, we'll see exactly, and and see. Um, here I am, like tomorrow, because they've been trying to. At first, they, I think, like in 2017, uh, they, they or 18, they tried to come after me for child support court, um, and I responded to them, and I thought they had dismissed it. They didn't, and so here tomorrow, I'm planning to um, file in child support court. You know, um, you know that. Where's the Where's their authority? That's my only question. Where's their authority? And when I filed that claim previously, where's the authority? They, they, they haven't even um, responded. They just moved forward, tried to plow through it, like, you know, of, of them um, asserting their so-called quote-unquote authority. Right. Do you have a copy of the memorandum of law uh, from the attorney general and uh, no, my judicial notice? The memorandum of law and what else? The phone went out. Uh, judicial notice, uh, private trust affidavit. No, no, I don't. All right. Um, Daniel, if you've got, I don't know if you're on, but uh, if you are, if you're not, I'll, I'll reach out to you after. Um, actually, you know what? Let me give you my, uh, my website address is um, bulletproofsolutions.org. Bulletproofsolutions.org. All right, and my email address is the letter A, free man in Babylon at gmail.com. A, A free man in Babylon at gmail.com? Yes. So if, okay. uh, shoot me an email. <laughs> shoot me an email. <laughs> Excuse me, and I'll get those over to you right away. Um, All right. And I would I, I would serve them on the court tomorrow when you go. 
Yep, that's, 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 that's what I'll um, plan to do um, because uh, tomorrow. David, I'm... I am on the call, David, by the way. Okay, good. Oh, great. Hi, Daniel. So, hey, greetings. So, yes, um, glad you can make Glad you can make Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I appreciate you for inviting me here. I, I really do. Um, so tomorrow, um, what I have is um, just basically uh, affidavit of notice um, of, of challenging the jury or affidavit of notice. Um, what up here on there? Affidavit of notice, um, question of jurisdiction or something like that. Um, and so, and so um, that's basically what in the subject matter. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Like it. Like I start off by saying. You know, um, you know, here comes I, man, um, and then my name, Frank, um, you know, Sui Joy's, uh, you know, uh, child of, 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 of the creator. And then I, I list in there those facts of the creator, like it says in, in uh, Genesis and, you know, other, other scripts of the body, uh, of the Bible, where, you know, um, and I'll talk with you more about this later on. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I was trying to talk fast, so I don't want to talk too fast, and then you, you know, <laughs> might not hear me too well. So, but... Okay. Um, but but yeah, man, and that's the thing. They just these family courts, and and I'm pretty sure everyone on here knows. If they don't know, then they just gotta look it up to prepare themselves because of all of this, everything that's going on, you know, right now in this country, especially with these uh these family courts that just they're, they're tearing families apart. And oh, absolutely. Stand, the the more that you stand on it, the more that they are vicious to tear it apart. Well, again, they're claiming they, they're, they're giving you a status, okay, um, <laughs> of responsible party. These are offices. These statuses are social constructs. So, again, they're putting you in ones that are disadvantages to you, okay? The, uh, uh, someone who is, at, you know, who is acting as a parent, okay, which means they could do it as well. Um, and again, they're, cla- they're, they're making a claim that you owe them, okay, for the child, to, to support the child. Again, you don't, need, you don't need the government to tell you how to, you know, how to raise or to support your children. Uh, it's important exactly. that you do, but you don't need their exactly. help. <laughs> I, I, even and, and, uh, I even told them that. On the record, you're right. Right. Well, the thing is, and again, it's it's the assumption that you are a citizen. It is the assumption that you are subject to their rules. It's the, these are all assumptions that are that have not been uh, questioned. Okay, and they have to be questioned uh, on the record. Okay, and if they don't answer them, then then they're you know they're stopped. I mean, again. If you can't prove that you have authority over me or my children or my stuff, uh, you're going to have a very bad time in court. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not going to stop asking the questions until they answer them. And they're not going to answer them. They will eventually. They don't want other people knowing that they have no authority and that they can't even prove that they have any authority. A lot of people will go in and, and sign all the papers in the court, and it's because they don't know any better. You know, have, have you got have you signed any court documents with the, with the family court? Nope. Years ago, in 2014 or 2013, is when they forced me to um, uh, sign um, the uh, custody uh, order because I didn't. 
I was aware of some of the things that we're talking about now, but I had just started studying back then. And um, and so I I I, uh, I signed for um, for the agreement, the custody agreement, but because the mother was oh she abandoned our children for six months with me and my mother, and somehow um, claimed. Were you guys uh, married? Uh, we did not have a state marriage, so that's that's another thing that worked in my favor. Um, I grew up I grew up like this with a firm, you know. Uh, Firm conviction of um of, of of having you know a child of God and and not getting the sure. state, not having a state uh, marriage license and so we had a we had a um a, a traditional old fashioned um uh faith based marriage uh, uh Christian evangelical faith based marriage and so so when when she she abandoned them for six months and I even had um, the court um, administrator tell me after they took me through um domestic violence court and I found out that that's how they get you that they you know um, the, the the ex um, comes through domestic violence courts so I even told them then cause I even challenged the jurisdiction then I said prove where I have so-called quote-unquote committed domestic violence when I didn't do any of this and um, and well they, again they when you when them. you say that though you're 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 arguing their claim Yes sir. For, yes, sir. You know, so, rather than argue their claim, you want to question their authority to make it in the first place. Because in order to have a right or a claim, okay, you have to have some sort of ownership interest in the thing that you're claiming. Yes. Oh, yes. How, how, and you so, know, and yeah, again, yeah. a lot does, does uh, do your do your children have birth certificates? That's one thing. Yes, they do. They do have birth certificates, and and it, and it's 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 um it's my children were born like my 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 first daughter. She was born in the hospital, but with a midwife, um, and a doula, and then adopted later. So she does have a birth certificate. My set my second daughter, she has she was born at home with the same midwife and a doula. Uh, but you know, like I said, in that time, I w- I wasn't aware of the knowledge that we have now. So we got birth okay. certificates. Um, but um, the ex- see in, in in the statutory court, the only thing that they have uh, an ownership interest in is in the in the legis persona that was created for that child. Okay, and, through the birth certificate. Yes, sir. And, and, <laughs> well, if, and what if they want to administrate over the in legis persona, drop the birth certificate off and say these are not yours. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's. The children are God's, not the state's. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and when you and, when you're talking parents parenti, which is the rule, you know, the, their statute, uh, and, and I'll say a statute is the undoing of God's law. God claims to be the father, right? And exactly. and the state claims to be the father. And again, someone acting as if they're God over your stuff. So where do they get this authority? Did God turn around and, you know, talk behind your back and sell you off as a slave to these people? Or, how, you know, please explain how, how you exactly. got your authority. Exactly. Yeah, that's their <laughs> presumptions. And so, and so, um, right. and, and, and that's what the, in, in, in the, even in 2014 or 15, the courts, um, uh, they, they didn't, um, what do you call it, um, they ordered the court. The judge ordered the mother to attend what they call "quote unquote" uh, safe child parenting classes because the mother was physically she physically um, uh, hit. That's physical abuse. 
she hit my daughter on the leg, and she had a big bruise on her thigh. And so my children were in private school for years, and so the director of the school called me, and um, they, they, you know, wrote up the letters, you know, for me to go to court with it. But I called the, the – actually, I went to the courts at that time. They did nothing. They just – they just when we had the hearing, they just sent her to what they call safe child parenting classes. And safe child is for, you know, parents that have, have abused their children physically or some other way. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy. Right, but what see they what they're done. trying to do at that point, they, what they're doing is they're, they're gaining a modicum of control over her, you know, putting her into yeah. the system, and she agreed to it. Yes, sir. So she yes, put sir. herself that's, under that authority, went to the class, yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's the type of mother that she was, and that's why I was always I, I, when, when we separated, um, and you know this happened when after we had seen it, uh, she physically abused my daughter after we separated, and so um, so she um, this this court I've proved to them, and I've, I mean I've, I have letters from dentists from um, uh, church uh, like the like the pastor, I mean. Um, character references. School. Uh, yeah, char- yeah, character references. I mean, and that, I, that I've always been involved with everything. I took care of everything and provided for everything and didn't ask the state nor the mother for anything. And here Right, it is. but these are all it's, evidence. This is all evidence that you could put in a crime against them. In it still comes back, you know, um, you know, when when you go in to make a claim against somebody who who is under or subject to their jurisdiction, okay, that does not mean that you are. You are putting the question before someone who has authority over that other party, okay? But they still don't have authority over you, okay? You're allowing them to have authority over whatever question or claim you're bringing against. You know, it's their peers, not your peers. You're bringing it before their peers, okay? And they're all, you know, under their citizenship. But when you go into the court, you, you know, you have to question the, the authority that they're acting under, especially these limited authority courts, okay? And, you know, if, if, if there is, and, we, and we're, do, we're, we're working on cases that are, you know, in, in the family court now, uh, and we're seeing this spot that that um, you know they're just out of control human trafficking organizations, and they're out that's all they ever want, and they're out to control because the longer they can keep you in the system, the more money they're going to make. Uh, and it's not even you know again, it's not even the money; it's the control that they have. Yes, yeah, sir. And, exactly. And, yeah, and, when I when it went. Yeah. When they unlawfully detained me, my mother and my children met with the uh, actual sheriff, the main sheriff of the other county, and my daughters told the sheriff that they did not want to go with their mother because she um, does not have a good environment. She tries to pit them against me. And, I mean, it's just a whole ba- bunch of stuff. And Yeah, and see, so, you've got evidence that you should bring in a claim against, you know, to get get the court Okay, to uh, uh, I'm trying to think here because, well, if again you've got a claim, let's keep keep that separate. Uh, as far as them having authority over you, acting outside of their authority over you, they they've injured you. You're an injured party. 
you have a tort claim they've trespassed. So you can bring a claim against them. But as far as the authority that they have at the, at the family court for this hearing, would you say tomorrow, uh, is on uh, child support? Yeah. You know, the, you have to change your status, and you can do that with this notice. Okay. The status that you're operating in for that specific time or purpose, which is for, you know, as far as child support goes. So, and again, they have no authority over you, then they can't uh, claim you have a duty to obey what they say. Um, but we'll talk about this more. Um, what time is your hearing? It's at, um, well, let's see, I think it's at 10 a.m. It was at 9 a.m., but um, are you where are you located North Carolina okay so you're on the east coast okay I'll tell you what um, get a hold of Daniel after the call and uh, maybe we could talk for a little bit tonight since it's, it's first thing tomorrow morning okay all right, thank you. I just went to your website. It's uh, bulletproofsolutions.org. I just went to your website. It says Bulletproof Business and Estate Solutions. Yes. Is that, is that, is that correct? Okay, yeah. great. I'm there. All right, I'll send you an email. Thank you. God bless. Have a great evening. Thank you. All right, anybody else have any questions? How do you go about to file a claim? Like for a guardian ad litem that never did his job, how would you file a claim to get that money back? Okay, could you repeat that again? I'm, you're you're, um, you're coming through real loud, a little bit muffled. For, uh, for a claim, uh, sorry, I had it on speaker, but okay. uh, money claim. You have a guardian ad litem, and the guardian ad litem never really did his job. Of all the phone calls and letters sent to her about the children, custody, and now finally I get one letter, and I would like to get the money back. Okay, so what money? I mean, is the guardian ad litem was over a child or, or an adult? Yeah, the... Judge, I guess the judge appointed a guardian ad litem. I don't know why, because the guardian ad litem or a lawyer will never be a help to you. Right, but they they appointed a guardian ad litem over who? A child or over uh, an adult? Over me and my wife for to get the children custody straightened out, but they, she never did anything. Okay. Guardian ad litem was over the children. Yeah. Okay. And what well, you're saying, you had to pay for the guardian ad litem during that time? Yep. yep. Is the case over? No, it's not. Hmm. And... Do you have your children? I mean, are they still under uh, the custody of the guardian ad litem? No, my wife still has children. Okay. So you're divorced, your wife has the kids, 
and the court yep. gave the kids a guardian ad litem for what custody purposes? Do, you know, do you have uh, supervised visits? No, I don't. She has the children. She never lets me see him or have anything to do with him. And you're still paying for this guardian ad litem? Well, not right now at the time, but I had to pay a sum in the beginning and then a little more later on. It just never really got anything out of it. It was all under the guardians that lives benefit. I didn't see any results of anything. Okay. So what the court ordered you to pay this this guardian? Yeah. My judge is constantly after me, get a lawyer, get a lawyer. Well, I sent him many letters that I don't want a lawyer and I don't need a lawyer, I don't want one. Okay, but did you sign something agreeing to pay this guardian item? Not that I'm aware of. Well, no, why I did never you pay? For why, why did you pay in the first place? I guess I didn't know any better at the time. Well, I mean, you could, you, I mean... Uh, the only way I could even see this happening is in like a small claims case, and you can bring a small claim suit against them for for the money that they, you know, that you were forced to pay and never agreed to. Uh huh. And you can bring a you can bring a claim in small claims court for something like that. Um, how, how much are you talking about? About five grand. Okay, yeah, you're talking in a small claims court. You can bring that five grand plus uh, interest. But, uh, right. Well, if they get, and again, who who uh, you, you you may have to bring the judge to court in small claims court because there it was the guardian ad litem was acting under their authority. They they were ordered by that judge, so we to bring the uh, I, you'd have to bring a small claim suit against the judge for acting outside of his authority because you never agreed to uh, to pay this money and then I would subpoena the the guardian ad litem and and the transcripts of when the judge appoint you know appointed this guardian ad litem and said you had to pay for it. Could could I bring up a point, David? Sure, please. Um, I, I, and I don't, you know, fully know what's going on here, but, um, if, if he agreed to paying when he was sent a bill or, you know, an order by the judge, whatever, uh, there might be a consensual contract there also that he might have to deal with. Yeah. Well, again, it, it could be implied that, that, uh, you know, it could be implied that, um, you know, that he agreed to the payment just by making the payment. Uh, you'd have to, you would have to prove that you were, you know, fraudulently induced into making the payment. And I would use, uh, you know, misrepresentation of fact 
that that judge, you know, claimed to have authority and actually doesn't, and then make him prove his authority over the, over the subject matter, which, again, has to be all part of your claim. But you can bring that case in, in a uh, small claims court, and the judge can't go in there as a judge. He acted at his own discretion. So you bring him in there as John Smith, not Judge Smith. Right. Not not an easy one because you do have to prove that you were fraudulently induced. But you know, again, uh, you know, it's a jurisdictional challenge. <clears throat> have you? Um, and again, before you even do that, you have to create a, an administrative process um, notifying the judge that he acted outside of his authority to do so under misrepresentation of fact. Um, you know, that he did this, 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 and this, claimed to have authority, and, and now, uh, you know, you're challenging that authority in that case, and I would do it in the case itself, that that's still open, you said, right? Yeah, I didn't even ask for a guardian ad litem. He, he appointed it towards me. Not to you. They appointed it for the child, but they, they yeah. charged you, they stuck you with the bill. Yeah. They did everything without any of my consent or anything. Yeah, and again, it's important to, to, to know how to man, you know handle your own affairs and manage your affairs, and it's tough because, again, they expect you to be subject to these rules, yet, you know, most of them nobody's heard of. Nobody knows right. how they act or what their procedures are or, you know, if they change from day to day or, you know, what what laws are they, you know, is this civil, is this criminal, is it quasi, is it limited jurisdiction, is it, again, it's, it's a hodgepodge of, of babble, opinions, and, and they change all the time. You can change your opinion. Well, they do change all the time. Look at how, you know, uh, you know, the stupidity going on right now. They changed the the president and all the executive orders, the previous one signed, the second one is going on the opposite direction. So that's arbitrary. Yeah, my first five minutes in court, I was like, what is going on here? This is as criminal and crooked as it could ever be. I got in there, I sat down, I was told I cannot have a hat on, I was told to stand up, but I had to raise my right hand. What is this all about? Did you follow any of those orders? Yeah, because I was told by my parents, if I don't, I will get thrown in jail. Well, yeah, and again... <laughs> You you can you can know enough to get yourself in plenty of trouble if you if you start challenging and you and, and you're not a hundred percent sure what you're doing, you know. Um, and as an Amish guy, not knowing any of this stuff, I I was never going to go into court, but she a thousand dollar bond was put on me for not showing up in court. Right. Well, again, it's it's a matter of knowing how to deal with these things. It's, you know, you can ignore them, but they're not going to go away. Um, you know, these are people that are acting as if they have authority over you, or uh, they're acting like God, right? They're, they're, they're acting not, not even 
nice guy. They're acting as, you know, like, like the guy that's ready to put a hammer if you don't do what they say. And, right. and that's all they do. Okay? Well, where do they get the right to do that? How come they have rights that none of us, none of, none, none of us have? But they have them. Where, where do they get these rights? You know, again, they, they don't have them. If I don't have them, you don't have them. This is a representative government, supposedly. Well, if you're representing, suppose it doesn't have right. Yeah. The principle, right? I mean, uh, if Hitler didn't have a right to, to, to you know, uh, go kill Jews, he couldn't order people to go and kill Jews. But a judge will sit on his chair and never get off until the case is Well, and again, I don't recognize any of them as judges over me. Right. If they're going to claim to be my judge, they better walk on water. And again, it's a lot, you know, a lot of this is knowing who you are, who you're not, and being able to walk in that authority, uh, you know, that we have as, as you know, uh, a child of God or as a man or a woman, you know, and again, as a man or a woman in your own right, okay? Your rights are within you. It's your own rights. Nobody can tell you what your rights are or what they're not. All government can do is recognize them. They don't give them out. So, you, have, you know, it's our job to help them recognize that they have no authority and that they have no right or ownership interest in us or our stuff. And it has to be challenged. And the easiest way to challenge it is with questions. Because, again, if you ask the right questions, they are going to want to be done with you, get you out of there. They don't want you asking questions that, that, that uh, you know, puts them anything you know, in a status other than God's status that they have. Right? Yeah. If they have rights that we don't have, then they're supernatural and we're not. <laughs> they, they always they, they favor one side. What's that? They always seem to favor that one side. They don't favor both sides, fairly. Well, again, it's all their side, right? All... All infractions are against the state. All crimes are against the state. They're not against anybody else. It's just, you know, again, a a crime in in this system is a sin against the state. They're attached with the woman that has the children. That's who they're attached with. Well, and and it's a hard situation, you know, when, when, uh, you know, and this is going back to... Uh, call you know right there you know when when you have rights and and the other party is is utilizing the monopoly of force that the that the state has okay um, it, it kind of puts you at a bit of an un- unfair advantage but you got to you know again you got to when your child um, you know. And and you go after that with questioning because again, you have an actual claim, okay, that you can prove, right? I, I don't, I you know who who in the, who in the government's going to claim that they gave birth to your child? 
or were the or were the sperm donor. None of them. So they're not the parent. They're acting as if they are the parent and as if they have a ownership interest in the child. And the only thing they have an interest in is, is that birth certificate, the same as you when you go in there. The Enligus persona, the thing they created, that's what they have authority over. So you render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. And that's how you deal with the court. And I can't even go in with my birth certificate. I have a birth certificate, but it's not mine. Well, it's again, it's, you know, in your situation, it's a little different from, you know, what you were asking, if you can get your money back. You know, it's, a, it's an odd situation. Um, I'd have to look at everything in order to even, you know, make heads or tails of it and, and decide, you know, figure out, a, uh, you know, how, how, how to even, how I would deal with it. But, um yeah, I mean, interest, interesting stuff. Um, I hope I answered your question. You did. You did. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else David. have any questions? Yes. David, this is Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hey, I just wanted to make, i got a bunch of grandchildren in the back, so I'm kind of being quiet tonight. But I wanted to add two thoughts to the uh, call that might be uh, um, uh, helpful. Number one, the sure. guardian ad litem is always appointed for the child. And as we are well aware, the child is the birth certificated legal persona. It says child certificate right on there, child's name. So the guardian ad litem is appointed for the child. That is not to be confused with the baby boy or girl. <clears throat> Second thing, <clears throat> small claims court. I have experience in this, successful experience in the small claims court. It's an excellent idea. And, and uh, in most jurisdictions, your small claims court, I can't speak for all of uh, the small claims court in America because I've not studied this out, but uh, usually attorneys are not allowed there, and uh, it's a place um, for one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, you said you had to prove your case, but then you mentioned afterwards to an administrative process. My successful use of the small claims court is a combination of both of those processes. Number one, never go into a small claims court and expect that you're going to battle out in front of an, uh, a small claims court judge. I always have my evidence ahead of time and have their agreement by tacit procuration already planned out, um, uh, already taken care of before I go to court. So by yes. the time I saw my face, I have the evidence in my hands. That's all I'd like to add, David. Thank you for letting me. Yeah, no, absolutely, and thank you for clarifying that because that's that's what I was saying as well. You you do your administrative process, and that's your evidence for the case in the small claims court. And thank you for uh, reiterating that because it is very important, and it is a uh, it is a uh, venue where um, you can have counsel, but you cannot be representative. It's it's party to party. And usually, very rarely, you'll see a lawyer in small claims court for one of the parties. Well, that's all I had to share. Thank you for letting me visit. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Do we have any other questions? we still got plenty of time. Happy to answer any questions, comments, legal issues we're dealing with. Now, what's the difference from a small claims court and a and a Federal District Court. A lot. <laughs> um, I figured it well, is. 
Well, uh, federal district court, you know, they get jurisdiction to give the they are they are a court of general jurisdiction, or I should say, original jurisdiction. Um, some of the things there has to be a uh, constitutional question, a question as to federal, uh, a question of federal law. Um, there has to be uh, diversity jurisdiction between the parties. One is in New York, the other's in California. Um, and it has to be, I believe the last I looked at it, it was uh, a dispute in the amount of over uh, $75,000. Um, small claims court um, is going to deal, it's a court of limited jurisdiction uh, in a local court where you are uh, able to bring a claim, a small claim, against another party. And it's basically a lot more like a common law court. Okay? Um, you're the injured party. You have evidence that, that proves that you were injured. Um, the other side has to dispute your evidence in order to, you know, uh, win their, you know, win the case. And you need to provide the evidence uh, to help you win the case. And so that's, um, again, and, and usually in the federal court, you, you know, they want you to have a lawyer. Um, where in the uh, small claims court, it's, the, it's, it's kind of like in Europe, the, the court of, of common, uh, I believe it's court of common plea, or the Queen's Bench, something like, you know, where, where you're dealing in uh, claims between two parties that are below a certain amount of money. Usually small claims courts can be upwards of about 15000 is about as high as I've ever seen it. Uh, I've seen some states that, you know, have very small, uh, under 5000 hope uh -huh. that answers your question. Sure did, thanks. My pleasure. Anybody else have any comments or questions or legal topics they want to discuss? I, I'd like to say something about the small claims court. Um, the, the one thing with small claims court, it's never going to be really a, a state type of prosecution or a, a state action, uh, which you're probably going to get uh, in just in my opinion, uh, a more fair outcome from the uh, the judge in the small claims court. Correct. Yeah. Well, usually, yeah, because they they have no interest. You know, they got paid for whatever it costs to to bring your your case, and that's it. Um, you know, that usually. Uh, you know, the judge in a small claims court is, is not very high up on the totem pole. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's like going into, uh, you know, they're like a deli clerk. Yeah, is this one good or is that one good? And they decide, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah, you're absolutely right, Chad. I In small claims court, you're going to have uh, – a a much less biased um, magistrate. Thanks for the input. Does anybody else have any questions?
comments, legal issues. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a question. Um, my name's Mike, uh, but uh, my question is, um, you know, because I've heard uh, I've heard on different shows and things they say, uh, you know, if you're in a uh, a uh, color of law court or you know, we're in there uh, under the wrong status. Um, that they, you know, that they can't hear. They can only uh, see what's written on the paper or whatever. So, um, but I, I've also heard, you know, things like, you know, you you have the right to question jurisdiction. You can ask, uh, you know, you can you can say, um, I require a pen, paper, and ink so that I may make a claim. Or, or uh, certain things you're allowed to say, and th- certain things are going to just try and. Uh, act like they don't hear you, like they're dead, you know, which which they are. But um, well, so I guess um, the question would be, is when can you win? Now, if you are in there as a man, you know, then you could, I would assume, speak. But they are still acting as a judge. So uh, is there a certain uh, thing to where, like, is that true that certain times they, they, they'll act like they can't hear you because they're in the 2D world? And um, do you see what I'm what I'm asking? Yeah, and and as far as it goes, again, a lot of that has to do with uh, if you're represented or if you're – because if you become – you know, if you have a lawyer, you become a ward, okay? Right, you, you right. You cannot speak for yourself. As a man, yes, you're, you're sui juris in your own right. You have the right to speak, um, you know, on okay. your own behalf. So, again, when you go into the courtroom, it's knowing who you are, who you're not. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? When you go into the courtroom, there, there's, you know, 40, 50, 100 other people in there, all being, you know, uh, you know, on, on, on the chopping block for extortion. Right, okay. right. Being pillaged. So, <laughs> right. Now, if you've got all these people in there and you walk up and start challenging their jurisdiction through questions, okay, <laughs> right. yes. you, you've, got, you've got an audience with ginormous ears. They're all right. They're hanging on every Good. word. They're, <laughs> Good. they're going to come outside and they're going to ask you questions. And how did you do that? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to tell them. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want you teaching in there. They don't want you challenging their authority uh, in front mm-hmm. of others. And they're going okay. to get you out of there as quickly Quick. as possible. I yeah, see. They don't want to say it. Somebody who challenges, successfully challenges their authority um, in, right. in that. So, yes. I understand. I, I get that part. Uh, you know, and uh, I've also heard about the uh, – that that you're you know it's a one one strategy or one uh, way of handling things in, in certain instances is to uh, just uh, I don't know if you do it by writing or by verbal you know by speaking it uh, you can say, you can just say uh, I'm an idiot or whatever like like you, I don't speak legalese and I don't want to have you ever heard that and is that uh, you know that sounds like Carl Lynch. yeah yeah that's where I heard it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't understand. 
Right. Correct. I don't understand. I don't stand under. And, yeah, sure, you could sit there and play the, the word game with them. No problem. If you, if you speak legalese and understand what they're saying and, and can. Right. But why would you want to? <laughs> right. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, can I go into a courtroom and, and, and go and use UCC or the U.S. Code or the Constitution? Sure, I can. Because yeah. I've been studying uh-huh. junk for the last 30 years. Um, right. But why argue? If the second you start arguing, the second you start using their codes and statutes and constitution, right. and you make right. arguments, you put in a motion, yep. you've already given them jurisdiction. Yeah. So um, now, but but if you were, if someone were to say that and they say, uh, you know, I'm an idiot, or idiot, or however you would say it, or or write it. I don't know. Uh, would that just like make it disappear? You know what I mean? It, would that be like a? No, uh, no, it, no, it won't. Not no, necessarily. And again, if you write it, you're not an idiot. Okay. If you write it, you, you, you know. So there, you just you know you just squashed your own argument. Um, okay. Yeah. When, yeah. when, the, when you're in a courtroom and it's a court of record, there's transcripts being taken down of every word that's said, okay? Okay. So mm-hmm. if you're going to do something and you want something on the record that they're blocking at the clerk's office, you can read it mm-hmm. on the record in the hearing because it was a hearing. So that the court can right. hear, right? Right. So you bring it up the hearing and you make sure they hear what you have to say on the record. I see. Okay. So if that means I... that you have to take your document that you know that you haven't fully become yours and read it into the record, you sure can do that. Okay. Uh and now um it would it be uh we, you know, and I've heard some of this before too. That uh, you know, you wanna you wanna let it be known or or put on the record that um, I'm here under special appearance. I'm not, uh, you know, so that they understand that um, you know you're not what giving them jurisdiction. Well, I mean, well, again, when you're looking at definitions, who's writing them? What is a special? So now here, I'm going to take Carl's point of view. What's a special appearance? Okay. <laughs> wouldn't it, special wouldn't it be? I would say that it means that you are not uh, in court, you are at court. Well, and again, if if you're fluent in legalese, it might mean that. Okay. (laughs) I see. Right. Just because I'm I'm special and I'm here doesn't mean I made a special appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Somebody else has to say, Chad, was that you in the background? (laughs) No, no, that was. Yeah, believe it or not, that was Daniel again. I got a little grandbaby on my leg, but I've just got to jump in here because I hear this special appearance stuff going on so much. i just like to comment on it. Can I please? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, some people like to tack on the phrase special appearance like Christians like to add in Jesus' name, amen, to their prayers. And they think that by tacking special words, yeah, I know. I've had this conversation before, so I've got it well-trained. So the concept of special appearance is not a phrase that you add to your paperwork or your um, viva voce or in, in verbal presentation in a court proceeding. If you go into the Black's Law Dictionary, which is a, their, their spell book, and you looked up appearance, uh, say you use your fifth edition, so you can go to the fifth edition and look up the word appearance. 
you'll discover that the word appearance is defined. One can make an appearance either specially or generally. You can read, and I'm going to read it for you right now. An appearance may be either general or special. The former, which is general, is a simple and unqualified or unrestricted submission to the jurisdiction of the court. The latter, the special appearance, the latter is a submission to the jurisdiction for some specific purpose only, not for all the purposes of the suit. A special appearance is for the purpose of testing the sufficiency of service or the jurisdiction of the court. A general appearance is made where the defendant waives defects of service and submits to the jurisdiction. Now, Mm. Once again, I'm going to make it really clear because I've had this conversation um, with people over a period of 10 years' time, and unless they've read it for themselves, it appears to go right in one ear and out the other, and it doesn't lodge anywhere. The word special appearance, there's only two things you could be doing in any court proceeding to qualify in their legal framework of court as a special appearance. You're either challenging the jurisdiction of the court or the sufficiency of service, the process, sufficiency of service, specifically sufficiency of service. Forgive me for adding the word process. It doesn't say that, and that's actually a misnomer. Sufficiency of service, if you go and you, and you study that out, that means that the proper person in the proper capacity has been sued. And so a way to understand that, and I've used this to help people comprehend it, is a Supreme Court case that happened in Utah that made it to the Utah Supreme Court where Barbara Bagley and her common-law husband, Von Bar, Bauer, how we pronounce B-A-U-R, were traveling, and the, the vehicle lost control, and it flipped. Excuse me a second. Hey, when you go over there and sit down, I'm on the phone, honey. I'm on the phone right now talking, so go back over there and sit down. You can go near the room, okay? Yeah, I've got a granddaughter that, that's definitely wanting to get on my knees here and, and sit with <laughs> Grandpa. Anyway, <laughs> So basically, the, uh, the, this, this vehicle lost control and flipped, and 10 days later, the uh, common-law husband died, and Barbara Bagley was the sole heir and the personal representative of her deceased husband's estate, and she brought suit against herself as an individual, alleging that she negligently caused her husband's death. So Bagley, she sued under Utah's wrongful, wrongful death and survival action statutes brought suit to compel State Farm Insurance Company, with whom she maintained a motor vehicle insurance policy, to indemnify her. The district court dismissed the complaint, concluded that a person cannot simultaneously act as a plaintiff and defendant in a wrongful death or survival action suit. The Court of Appeals reversed, and the Supreme Court affirmed, holding that the Court of Appeals did not err when it concluded that the wrongful death and survival action statute permits a person acting in the legal capacity of an heir or personal representative to sue herself in an individual capacity for negligently causing a decedent's death or injury. So I'm just trying to help you comprehend that when, when, the, when the provision of special appearance talks about uh, a um, sufficiency of service, as well as challenging jurisdictions of the court, those are the only two things that you can do to qualify this special appearance. If you're making motions, you can't make motions under a special appearance. You can't asking for discovery and playing court and, and, and battling back and forth. You've only got two moves. This is what I'm I I really want people to comprehend that use this term, is you've only two moves. 
are to challenge the jurisdiction of the court, like David talks about so eloquently mm-hmm. when he talks about challenging the jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction of the court, yeah. or sufficient yeah. service, which David also challenges because which person are they after? Correct. It's, it's been yeah. in service. It's the right person in the right capacity has been served. And I will tell you that every court appearance I've ever seen, and I, and I could be proven wrong, they're always after the legal person of the child, and that's all they're after in these court proceedings. Mm-hmm. They're after the person of the child. Yeah. So you served in that proceeding? I know of a case. Uh, it was it was witness to me because you know the the Supreme Court has identified in their world there are at least two citizens citizens of the federal government and a citizen of the state and they're not they're not mm-hmm. So when he went to court, the man called the case and and he said, "Up, I'm here regarding that matter." And he and the, and the guy, "Are you so and so?" He said, um, "Which one?" I happen to know there are two, and the judge ran mm-hmm. off the bench. <laughs> so. So anyway, I'm going to shut up and, and let you get um, back on to it. I just wanted to jump on so that there's never a question, there's a record, that a special appearance is not some voodoo that you attach to your paperwork and all the right. treat it differently. You can only mm-hmm. be doing two things, one of two things, I one see. of those two things, period. I see. Now, uh, that brings up another question. If, if uh, the judge did do that and jump off the bench, then what would be the wisest thing to do in that? Like, you, can you just say case dismissed, they've abandoned? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, is that an option, or, or uh, what would you do in that instance? Well, and I think this is where the rule of three comes in. Again, that's one witness and everybody in the room watched them abandon the, their their position at the helm. I've heard this mm-hmm. explained multiple ways. So the first time they, they, they're they leaving their post as uh, under admirality, okay? I've, yeah, I've heard this. That I've heard about this, yes. Okay. And then the third now, time, the third time's as a priest, correct? Well, uh, in equity, yes, uh, as a okay. minister. Okay. Yeah. I, so, again, okay. you're, you're, you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're changing the statuses or changing the authority and jurisdiction. With, with status change, and that's what we spoke about tonight, with status change comes different authority. If I'm acting right. as a trustee and then I jump into the uh, uh, ambassador status, we've got a totally right. different job. We've got a totally different um, role to play. Yeah. So So now when they... So they leave the first one. You said it was uh, Admiralty. Is that what you said? The right. first you time they they're trying to do it under under the Lieber Code, under under Admiralty or the Law Merchant. Okay. okay. Uh, UCC. They're acting commercially. Okay. Okay. And is that the same as civil? They're going to come back and try to do it again. They're going to try and reestablish Admiralty jurisdiction over you. Okay, as a basically mm-hmm. as a prisoner of war, <laughs> and then the okay. third time, you know, it's basically like, uh, you know, when, when when you know Peter was asked, "Hey, weren't you with, with, with that guy Yeshua over there?" You know, didn't I see you? Uh, right. And he did right. three times. Okay. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, he was convicted. Right. So when, when, when they go out that third time, it's over. That jurisdiction is done. Um, but again, you don't have to wait for all that. And the judge running off like a you know 
uh, running off the hide, and I equate it to cockroaches running around when the light is Yeah, out. exactly. Correct. <laughs> in the courtroom, we need to hide from this. Because, again, they're running from the facts. They're running from the facts. They, don't, they like to deal in fiction. And, right. and, you know, as a man or a woman, we don't deal in fiction. We deal in facts. We deal in reality. Yes. We deal in truth. So when, yep. when you're dealing with, you know, a fiction is, is, is a lie, right? It's a made-up story. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's a deception. You know, and it, it may be uh, very interesting to watch. But you don't want to be a party to it. Right, exactly. So then uh, could you just say uh, I require this to be discharged? Uh, is that, can you do that? or? Well, again, if, if they're acting against the Inligus persona, what do you care what they do? Oh, I see, I see, okay. As just give them the... It's always about the separation. It's always right. about jurisdiction over you. When you walk in there, okay. if you want to play surety, you want to play surety to a fiction and animate I see, that I see. that was created right. by behalf. Now, who right. created it? You didn't create it, so it's not yours. He mm-hmm. who owns it bears the responsibility. So here, right. render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Here, do with this Correct. piece of paper whatever you will. Light it on fire, yep. blow your nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Because yeah. that, that isn't me. You're not going to do that to me. Right. But that's not right. me. I'm not the defendant. I'm not the legal mm-hmm. person. I, yeah. I, you can ask. You can ask. Are you, you know, when they call the name, I've asked, are you looking for the legal person? Right. Yep. And then uh, they want to get you out of there quick after that. <laughs> right. Well, again, they don't want you shining any light of truth in right. their Exactly. Exactly. You know, acting in there. They really yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah, that, I understand. I, yes, I, indeed. I, don't, I, don't, I do that on purpose because that's entertaining for me. You know, right, so right. I, I yeah. love bringing it the light and shining it in the yes. Yes. But not, you know, but not everybody's able to do it because they, you know, mm-hmm. they, and again, looking into, if you want simplicity, how's this for simplicity? Go to a okay. law library. Go, go to a law library. And, you know, mm-hmm. a complete law library. Like if you were to go to a college law library at a law school or, okay. you know, and you walk in and you see the millions of books that are in there that are all law books, all kinds uh-huh. of law books. Okay? Right. And, and in order to get what you're looking for, you've got to read through all of them. <laughs> right. Or, here's your other option. Here's your other yeah. option. Right. You, you, you got the Bible, which is recognized in every single courtroom in this country. And in a lot yeah. of courtrooms around the world, okay? Mm-hmm. It's recognized yep. as God's law, as God's word, God's word law. And mm-hmm. I can read this one book, sum up the entire yep. library in one word, love. Because mm-hmm. right? yep. if I love my neighbor, I cannot possibly break a law. It's the fulfillment of the law. 
So yes. what do you want it? Which is easier to go and study the millions of uh, of opinions right. in, in books in that library, or uh-huh. right. go, go to one one book for the reference that and, and the remedy that you're looking for? Exactly. Which status are you going to choose? Which citizenship are you going to choose? Which capacity are you going to act in? Which authority are you going to walk in? You know, what, mm-hmm. what status right. are you, yeah. you know, what, what, what status does that book say you are? And, and how many statuses are, you know, are created in the law library? And I would say right. you them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I just try to uh, try to uh, understand each you know uh, scenario. I mean, I, I definitely agree with your uh, your um, you know uh, belief and um, and and method. Uh, you know, I just I just uh, you know I hear about I like listening and learning, but um, I had heard uh, you know because I listen to stuff uh, quite a lot, and uh, I heard one instance where. Um, you know, I, I remember the one uh, gentleman was talking, and he said um, he put in his, his work, and then they just kind of kept on proceeding and, like, ignored it or whatever. Now, and and just for, you know, other people maybe to learn, if would you, in an instance like that, would you just say, I object or something? Like, if you, are, if you are in that, you know, which is less than where you want to be, but if they were just trying to uh, ignore what you're doing or trying to uh, inform them of, you can what would you do then would you just say i object or or uh would you speak up then you'd have to speak up wouldn't you in that case well again if you're arguing if you're putting in motions you're already acting in the wrong capacity you're acting right in the wrong I, okay so, yeah again, i see well it would be a notice then not. maybe a notice then not maybe if it was like a notice or something well, you you just I, put I, in a a judicial notice they can't accept uh, they cannot deny a judicial notice they have to accept it okay hmm. so look, look up judicial notice it's an unrebuttable mm-hmm. fact that's you know that's brought to the court's attention and it is unrebuttable it, you know it's it's so obvious that it's true that it can't be rebutted okay Yes. And it, yeah, it, I've it, heard. If I can jump in, David, that, that's sure. probably going to be in your state statute, no matter what state uh, you're mm-hmm. in, supposedly. Uh, that uh-huh. if, if you Google your state and uh, uh, the reviser of statutes or whatever they call it, if you uh, Google that with a uh, course to take judicial notice, um, you're probably mm-hmm. going to find that statute, and then you can uh, use that not for your benefit, for but for them uh, to be held to what they're supposed to do. Right. Yes. Okay. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, you don't want to go in there and argue. You don't want to go in there and motion the court because by giving, you know, trying to move the court, you, you're giving the court jurisdiction. You move the court, and when you when you take an action, you move the court to action. Okay, when you make Mm -hmm. a claim in the court, you're you're making an action. Okay, and you want that court to Uh act based on your claim. Okay, against the party that you're bringing the claim against. 
So yeah. that's, the only, that's the only time that you want to argue in front of a court. Any I other see. time, you want them to recognize your status as a non-party. I see. Okay. Yeah, that helps. That makes sense. Okay. Or, or you want them to prove that they have authority over you in the first place. We're not mm-hmm. moving anywhere. This court does not move until you prove that you have the authority to do so. Okay. Now, so so let's say uh, let's say you, um, or maybe not you, but whoever uh, like me or or whatever, I say uh, um, I ask the question, uh, "Are you my judge?" And then what if they uh, you know try to ignore that and say, "Well, we're going to move ahead." Then then what would I say when I say I object, or would I say you haven't answered the question? I mean, how? How, do they ever do? I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they try to play that game where they, where you, where you ask yeah, questions. You can get so creative with questions. That, you know, you can you can find a hundred ways to ask the same question. Okay. And, and, <laughs> we can't move forward until I'm clear on some things. Okay. I okay. see. Right. And 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 that goes back to your saying, I don't understand. Okay. And uh-huh. I don't, I don't stand under your authority and right, you right. your authority in the first place. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah, and, and I wouldn't say that. So how do you put that? You know, are you claiming that you have authority over me? Are you claiming that the court has authority over me? Are you claiming that right. you, as a, as a judge, have authority over me? Who appointed the right. judge over me? Are you, you know? claiming you have joined her? <laughs> right. Are you trying to join me to the the legal person? Um, you know, right. you can ask all kinds of enlightening questions yeah. that they don't want to <laughs> you know, the audience to hear. And you're going off script. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now what now what would what would one do if uh if you if say I say I did all that, asked all the right, said everything right and great, and then and then they just you know, steamrolled and, and, and said whatever and just played like well, they didn't hear they, it. Or... They, they can't start. They cannot start. They hear any actions until jurisdiction is proven on the record. Okay. Not, not assumed. Once jurisdiction right. is challenged, it can no longer be assumed. It has got to be proven on the record. So, Mm-hmm. It's always about jurisdiction, subject matter mm-hmm. or in personam. Either way, does not matter. They can't move forward without them. Both of them. Okay. They have to have, and they, they need. Have to have they have. So they have to have authority over the subject matter that's being discussed. I see. I see. So, in other words, they need to have joinder, and they also need to have a vested interest in whatever it might be, whether it be a trust or mm-hmm. what have you. Yes, okay. they have to have ownership interest in whatever the claim. A claim is an ownership interest. A claim is a right. Okay. A right is an ownership mm-hmm. interest in something, right? So I have yes. rights because I have an ownership interest in myself, not because the okay. government exists and, and said, you know, made some constitution. Right. Never, never, ever, some ever scribble. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't create rights. They they recognize them, right? Right, exactly. I've been in court here in Montana. You walk in and they hand you a document or try to that has your rights. That that's a list of rights. 
or privileges. Oh, that no, they, thank that you. Oh, and they want you to sign it and give it back to them. So what do you do? You just uh, don't even grab it, don't even take it, don't, 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 uh, don't, don't do that. I mean, uh, I, I, straight you, up, I tell them, I'm sorry, you don't give me my rights. I, I, they're inherent. I know what my rights okay. are. Thank you. Yes. Okay. No thanks. I don't want to uh, con- contract with you. <laughs> no. Well, you again, know. you're not going to contract. You're not going to con- one. You're not going to get my my. You know. Signature. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna right, right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you author I sub. You have authority over it. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I've also heard uh, heard uh, one method uh, say in a say in a in a whatever circumstance it might be where they're trying to make force you, you know, at gunpoint or what have you to sign something that you can write. Uh, tell me if this is, you've heard this, you can write by and then write dot, dot, dot. And that's understood internationally as like an SOS as though, um, you know, it was done under, you know, force, duress, threat, whatever. I, 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 I you know what I sign on there? Nothing. (laughs) Well, I usually I'm not going to sign anything, although I have been threatened that if I didn't sign, (laughs) that I would be arrested. So as soon as they hand me the the, the ticket to sign it, I I write across the entire bottom, under duress and threat of force. That's all I put on Okay. I don't put Mm -hmm. my name on it. I see. I'll put a little little X after that, that, that. That's... You know my mark, and I'll prove. You know, and when I go in there, that's evidence to the fact that they forced me to sign it, uh, tried to okay. extort me, and I have evidence uh-huh. to prove on that's material okay. evidence. It's on the complaint itself. Right, right. And then, and then, uh, and then I've also heard that, like, if you had a ticket and you send it back in three days, that uh, that whoever I'm gave it to you has to yeah. pay because they're the surety. <laughs> Well, they do that. It's because it's a commercial contract, and you're the consumer in the deal. That's another right. status. Again, yeah. <laughs> you know, these are different. You know, consumer, debtor, right, debtor. right, exactly. But I would say that most most societal, and when I'm talking societal, I'm talking man-made governments. When you're talking about societal statuses, they're all disadvantaged by yes. the ones making the rules. Oh, exactly. Yes, indeed. Cool. I I'm agree. Gonna read this. I'm, I'm going to read this real quick. This is right out of their Declaration of Trust, okay, their Declaration of Independence. Okay. Okay that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Yeah. So that one Mm -hmm. statement means that, contrarily, if I don't consent, then they don't govern. Straight up. Exactly. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to interpret this. Right, right. And then it says, and then it's a, uh, there's a comma and a hyphen that whenever any form of government or control of the mind becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right and ownership, right, interest uh-huh. of, the people, of the people. Who are the people? Mm-hmm. The ones being governed. 
Right. To all to alter or to abolish and institute new new government, new controls, laying its foundation Uh on such principles as organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety safety and happiness. (laughs) Mm. Well, (laughs) can't can't we use the, you know, that right there? To, right. to turn around and and just say, you know what? I no longer trust you to govern me. Yes. Therefore, you exactly. Don't. Yep. I mean, and That's it's in your beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's... Now I'm not claiming to be a party to this, but if somebody is, if somebody right, is, right, right, has claimed to be a citizen. They can change right. it whenever they feel that it, that you know it's the best likely to affect their safety or happiness. Well, I feel yeah. a lot safer if I wasn't surrounded by twenty five cops with guns, and and right. be a lot happier to be out fishing yeah. rather than sitting in the courtroom. So you know, yeah. I no longer consent to your governing of me. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just collapse the trust. Okay. Right out of the rules of their own own declaration. Awesome. So, again, you got to know who you are, who you're not, operate in the right capacity and the right uh, status. Mm -hmm. I go in as Mm -hmm. as, as an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. I'm a diplomatic immunity. Hello. Somebody else come online? Hi. How's it going? Good. Did you guys have a question? Renia, are you on the line? Yes. Okay, you go. Okay. Okay. What do you want me to say about what's happening to the girls? <laughs> yep. Tell us. Tell them what's going on. Okay. I have a friend. It's in, she's in Virginia. She just moved there, and she's living with a friend of hers. And she just got settled in, and she had stopped by to see her mom, which they'd been estranged for years and didn't, you know, in Florida before she went to Virginia. And she got reacquainted with her mother, and her mother decided she didn't want to stay with this abusive man she was with. So she followed her with her to Virginia and stayed for a few days. And they, the little girl, one of her little girls and her, the, the mother, uh, started calling the little girl a bitch. So she just packed her up and put her back on the plane and sent her back home. And so uh, next two or three days later, um, CPS is banging on the door with the sheriff and everything, saying that she's abusing her kids. And, and um, she just read the paperwork tonight, and they're accusing her of, and they banged on the door for seven hours, and then they banged on the door three hours yesterday. And then today, she finally looked at the papers they threw on the front porch. They didn't even serve them to her. And, uh, and it says that they're being, she's being accused of selling her kids for meth or drugs or something and, and uh, mm-hmm. that she's sexually abusing these children and blah, 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 and none of it's true. And she's like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen my mother for years, and this is what she does to me? I was like, she got mad at her, I guess. But anyway, now mm-hmm. she's supposed to go to court on the 3rd of, of, of this month, and they want those kids. They want to take those kids away from her, like right now. And they don't believe that those kids are Navajo. They're Navajo, and they're, they belong in a tribe. But she doesn't have the paperwork with her. She left it in storage in, in in Washington State when she came out, and she didn't think she needed all that stuff, so she put it in storage. And now this is happening. 
So she can't reach okay. her tribe because the tribe took all the shots, and now, now all her tribe members are dying. So 16 of them have died now from taking the COVID shot. Mm-hmm. So she can't reach anybody. So she doesn't know what to do. And we've got a friend that may go try to rescue her. He's a truck driver. And um, so that's where we're at. And, and I don't, I'm trying to find a, some kind of – she's willing to leave if somebody she could trust could come and get her. But, and I told her she could come here and stay with me. But, um, you know, she's, you know, I'm in Arkansas. <laughs> she's in Virginia. Right. And well, the truck driver's um, in Florida, and he, he was going to drive up there and get her because he's going up that way anyway on a run, and he was going to see if he could just go pick her up tomorrow and get her and get her here somehow, you know. Um, the friend she's with in Virginia mm-hmm. um, is a witness, right, can be a witness. Yeah, yeah, she was can be a witness. witness? Even... Is it just one witness, or are there multiple? No, right now there's just her as a witness, and and the and the and the daughter. I think it's a daughter, the 15 year old daughter, is a witness as well too. That she's never abused those kids, but see, she's been accused of this before she went there. So you know they're not they're and then that the letter that they left on the doorstep. Uh, says that they don't believe her, that these children are Navajo, so as far as they're concerned, they have jurisdiction, they're going to take those kids. So they're Navajo. Right well, now they don't know she's a matter of a foreign, foreign uh, nation. Oh, yeah, but they, they're, they're saying that they don't believe her, that these kids are Navajo. They're, well, they're, they're they ignoring the fact that several people have called them, and, and I sent a fax in saying these children are Navajo, leave them alone. You know, right. stand down again, you, have to, you have to send them judicial notice. Um, you know what? Um, if you've got a, uh, a pen handy, I'll give you my email address. Um, okay. Reach out to me and I will. Uh, what Do you know when the hearing is? Uh, the third. Which is Wednesday. Okay, okay, so two days. All right. Um, yeah, take my take my email address down, uh, okay. and we can discuss this tomorrow. Um, okay. If you want to have her on the call, we can do a conference call. Um, my email address is the letter A, mm-hmm. so it's A F R E E M A N I N B A B Y L O N at gmail dot com. A free man in Babylon at gmail.com. Uh, Freeman in B-A-B-Y-L-O-N? Yes. At gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, shoot me an email, um, and I will send you my my uh, phone number, and we can do a call tomorrow and discuss this. Okay. This is going to be, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to that. But, uh, okay. Probably discuss it. I could probably get her on the phone, too. And, um, you know, if, if if this man can go up there and get her, I, I we're all advising her to get out of there. I don't know if that's good advice or not, but I know how CPS is. I've had friends. Well, let me ask you, how long ago did she, she's not a resident in Virginia, right? No, she just moved there 10 days ago. Well, now it's 12 days ago now. She's just, okay. she just moved well, there. She didn't, she didn't there. She was just sojourning there for a short time. Right. She hasn't established any residency or anything like that. No, not so yet. She's 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 
Right, right. You're saying that she was never notified in person? She wasn't handed a summons? Um, they came to the door, banged on the door, and she told them that she was an American national and that she refused to contract with them because, and that her children were Navajo and they didn't have any jurisdiction over them. And they just, and so she wouldn't take their papers and she just shut the door. Well, then they came back, left the papers on the door, but they banged on the door for seven hours and the windows and everything for seven hours. She wow. was in the house just terrified. And then the next day they left with well, the, the lady that owned the house came home and she told them to get the hell off her property, well, in a nice, not, not, not so nice term. She told them to leave, and they left. But then they came back the next day. In the meantime, the woman, had, the woman that she was staying with had to leave town for 10 days because it was a pre-planned thing that she'd already done. It was some kind of business thing she had to go to. She couldn't get out of it. So she left at 4 in the morning the next day. So she, I, I guess she knows what's going on, but she's not there to do anything. And well, the 15-year-old... Yeah, there couldn't have been any proper ser- – there could have been no proper service. How would they no, know where no that address was? That's like, you know, well, serving process while you're on vacation at a, at a hotel. But, but remember, the mother went up there with her, and then – so she knew where she lived, and so that's how no. they got the address. The mother okay. and the, the boyfriend filed these charges against her. The mother okay. and the boyfriend that's abusive, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, and and the abusive boyfriend that she left him to go with her daughter up there turns around when she put her back on the plane and sent her back to him. I guess that was a big mistake, but anyway, (laughs) she sent her back, and the mother got mad, so the two of them conspired and wrote this thing up with CPS to get her in trouble. See, these children are Navajo, and if you raise Navajo children, you you get government checks. She figures her mother just wants to get some money. You know, yeah. she figured that's what she's doing. Enough. Her supposition, nobody knows that for sure. But, you know. Yeah. Let's let's discuss this tomorrow because there's a lot of okay. moving parts there. Okay. Thank you. I, yes, I'll send yes, you an email. Sounds All right. good. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Does anybody else have any questions or comments or legal issue that uh, they'd like to discuss? We've got about 40 minutes left, so plenty of time. I have a question. Sure. Hi. Who's this? Uh, my name is JC. Hi, JC. Uh, hi. Okay, so I have a thing in uh, Missouri, which I have um, accidentally, because of life and perhaps ignoring things, um, I uh, got a ticket for uh, not showing proof of insurance to the state of Missouri. Okay. I was driving my ex's car and he was like in process of selling it to me. I've let it go past the time. Should I just go ahead from this point because it's been past, you know, any t- point of time? you have any advice about what to do at this moment? Should I just go ahead and still challenge jurisdiction? Like, when was the, well, you could always challenge jurisdiction. Um, when did, did you buy the car after, after you uh, had the ticket? Um, I had just bought the car, and he told me that he did have insurance on it, but I couldn't find the insurance card. So okay, but the car was still in his name, right? You hadn't re-registered it into the into the uh, public, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. So when they are talking about subject matter in court, especially for something like that. 
it's on the vehicle. The, the insurance is on the vehicle, not on you. Okay. So the vehicle's either insured or it isn't. And again, the the owner of the vehicle under, or um, excuse me, the um, equitable title holder of the vehicle, <coughs> excuse me, in the public trust is re- is required to insure the vehicle. So if you claim, you know, uh, that the vehicle is yours, then they may have, you know, but if it wasn't yours and you can prove that it wasn't yours at the time, uh, you know, you can you can uh, make that argument if you if you wanted to, but again, it's always easier to just challenge jurisdiction to begin with, and 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 this would be a jurisdictional challenge. They have no authority over you because you were driving that car. Um, again, it's the insurance is on the car, not on you. So, yeah. um, <laughs> this, yeah. this is. Uh, Again, it is a jurisdictional challenge. I think I'll do that because it's kind of wishy-washy on, you know, I'm going to say that he didn't pay for the insurance or that maybe he canceled it. I'm going to say it wasn't your car. It wasn't your car at the time. um, Yep, and there was a document that was in my car that was with my registration for a bill of sale. Okay, so. At the time, did you show them the bill of sale? Well, then you owned it. It was with it. He took it. But it wasn't registered yet, right? You didn't re-register it? I did not. Well, if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't register it, that bill of sale should show that you weren't under contract with the state at the time because it wasn't registered to them. Uh, and, again, okay. those are arguments. You, you know, you don't want to argue. You can go in and challenge the jurisdiction by, by asking them the question, you know, asking them uh, jurisdictional questions. You know, what makes you think that, that uh, you had authority over this property at the time, uh, you know, that, that this was all done? Yep. What makes you think that, that you have authority or jurisdiction over my stuff? So right? um, I, it's like all the way far away from me, and I don't have a vehicle right now because they actually took away my vehicle. They impounded it. Um, that day? Yep. Yeah. And so they're holding. They're still holding your vehicle. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it at a at a private company or is it at a sheriff's impound or a, a police impound it's lot? Private. It's a private. Private. I would go over there and 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 bring the the um, the bill of sale as evidence of your ownership, and I would I would. Uh, you know, I would bring a claim. I, I would file a claim, not even file it. Go and print out a complaint form and a um, and and a warrant for a grand theft auto. Okay, don't file it yet. Bring it down there and say, listen, there was this. This was not uh, owned by the state of Missouri at the time that you took this. Therefore, they had no no right to uh, have you uh, impound my private property. And right now, you're holding stolen property because they had no right to have it impounded in the first place. Now, you can either release the vehicle, you know, release my property to me immediately, or I'm going to go file this at the federal district court for Grand Theft Auto. 
or for a trespass against private property would even be better because that they do have a jurisdiction over in the federal court. Uh, trespass and what was the rest of those words? Uh, trespass. Well, th- th- trespass and theft of private property. Okay. And you bring that, you know, and I would bring the written out complaint and and a warrant that you fill out because both of those, once you file them, the judge has to, you know, the judge will sign off on the warrant. Uh, they will sign, you know, they'll open up a case file and. Uh, at that point, you know, you can prove your case. There, yeah. That puts them in a tight bind. You tell them, listen, I didn't order your services. Who was it, the sheriff or the state police? or uh, Sheriff. Okay. So the sheriff cannot prove an ownership interest in the car because it wasn't registered to the state at the time. You were the brand-new owner and have not decided yeah, whether or not you were going to trust them with your vehicle or put your vehicle into the public trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, from a court standpoint, that's that. But from the from the uh, from the car lot, from the from the person who took your vehicle, uh, I would I would just literally tell them that right now you're holding stolen property. That the sheriff did not have any authority over this property because it was private and not in not registered to the state of Missouri, he had no authority to order services on behalf of this property. Only I can do that, and I didn't. So now you're holding stolen property, and if you want me, you know, you have a choice right now, and this is the only time you're going to get the choice. You either give me my property back, no charge, and I'll forgive it, and, and we'll walk away, or... You can you can challenge me, and I'm going right over to the court, and I'm going to file these charges against you. Yep. I had I, I had the exact same thing done here. My son's car or my car was taken. Um, my son was driving it. They arrested my son, and they stole the property, had it impounded, and I did that exact thing. I called the owner. I said, uh, "Who ordered your services?" The highway patrol. I said, well, then the highway patrol owes you $500. I never ordered your services. My property says private property. doesn't say Montana on it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you either release me back my property or I'm bringing, you know, charges against you. Um, and request for a warrant, how would I do that? It's it's a form. It's just like uh, a subpoena form. So when you go onto the federal, uh, you know, the federal courthouse, the federal district court website for your area, they'll have a complaint form. They'll have a, a form for a warrant, and they'll also have a form for a subpoena. Um, and you can fill out the warrant and the uh, the um, complaint, and just fill them out full. You know, write down your complaint. The you know the sheriff did not own the car. Missouri does not own the car. Therefore, they had no right to order services on behalf of the car. Um, you know, and right now you're in possession of stolen property. Um, you know, I don't care if it was stolen by cop. That, that that does not matter at all because I have evidence that they didn't have an ownership right now. They weren't holding legal title. So. All right. 
and again, most likely, most likely they're not going to even comprehend too much of this, but they will understand if they don't turn over your property uh, charge. You could tell them, well, what am I going to do? I, you know, we did work. Well, call the one that ordered your services. I didn't. This property is mine exclusively without the city. Mm-hmm. Anybody, doesn't matter, the state, or, you know, it's just like, you know, I can't call up the tow truck company and say, I don't like the color of my neighbor's car, uh, come and take it away, and expect my neighbor to have to pay for that service. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Yeah. I appreciate it, Dave. I've, I've, yeah. I, I've actually yeah. done this, Dave, um, with, uh, w- with a vehicle. Um, they claim, you know, that they're going to come tow it. And uh, I, I did exactly what you're saying. And uh, they basically told me, okay, then we can't. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Sorry, we don't have the owner's permission. <laughs> yeah, they can't. Okay. They can't. It's yep. all a learning process. Um, oh, yeah. Sure. Okay, so the whole... Hold on one second. Was that who was that? Daniel? Yeah, Daniel here. Go ahead. Um, this is another, uh, also just a, a third. Not like, not like this has to be um, uh, contradictory to what you said, but it's an alternative as well. Is what we learned from uh, our friend John with a post seizure hearing. And that also um, is very interesting because now you've got a record. They have to come and answer uh, to your day in court when they take property, private property, uh, for public or private um, taking of the property. So he's, he's the got a wonderful claim. Huh? The verified claim? Yeah, it's a post seat. You're just, you, you basically create a, um, a, uh, an, an opportunity for them to have to come, and most people, uh, according to what we learned from John, most people don't know their rights to a post-seizure hearing. Their property is taken, that there has to be an explanation, and there has to be a, um, a disposition of that property. You just can't take it and just let it slide like Americans have let them do. Just take their property and go, oh, well, they stole my car. So there's another way, a third alternative, yes. what you said, and that's the post-seizure hearing, that uh, they have to give a response. Uh, uh, reply to the disposition of whose property it is, how long they're taking it. Because they've got an unlawful detainer of property right now, and it's, uh, there's no record of it, and so they're getting away with it. Yes, yes, that is another way, absolutely. And, and, and it's uh, without that post-seizure hearing, um, right, they, don't they lose the, I mean, the claim at that point? At that, at, that hearing, at that hearing, you make your claim of ownership, and they, at that point, have to prove an ownership interest. Well, if they're not holding legal title on your behalf, then they can't do that. Right, so, and, there's, and, there's, and there's everything. Damages and, yeah. and, uh, and loss of property, loss of use, there's all of that. Yes, and you can bring those claims against them as well. So you want me to throw in the kicker about this whole thing, okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's where things happen. So a long time ago, not very long, really, um, 
Uh, my children were taken from me because I got into a uh, bender bender. I like literally hardly, I don't even remember barely hitting this uh, back end of this guy's car, right? And um, he got out of the car and he started coming towards me and um, started yelling and screaming and I got freaked out so I left and then he started chasing me. So, end result, long story short, they took my kids away, okay? Um, from that, then they started, uh, they held a hearing, uh, or they, uh, they held this, uh, another court case to try to get me to pay child support for my son, which I didn't even know about. I'd never went because I didn't know about it, right? And so, therefore, we'll just say that that court case would exist in the system, which it never existed before, by the way. We're talking five years later, all of a sudden it's sitting there, Okay. So all of a sudden it's sitting there for me, and then I go in there, and I, they're all like, well, you have a warrant out for your arrest. I'm like, what for? Well, you pay child support. What are you talking about? Okay. So that's why I was, that's why I was, uh, that's why I was uh, arrested, right? And then they threw in this, uh, this uh, not showing proof of insurance on me later, right? So come to find out, that court, that court case, they actually threw it out, but they left it on the books. So I would have gotten transported all the way to Pulaski County, which is a good six hours away from where I live because of this, okay, which I didn't even have to be. It didn't, they took it, they erased it off the record. And not to, and all of the other court cases, just so you know, everything else that ever happened to me, besides the transfer of ownership, <laughs> I don't know how else to say, uh, the transfer of my twins to my ex in Nebraska, that is the only court case that shows up in Missouri, okay? Otherwise, what shows up, everything else was erased off the record. Everything, like you cannot find it anywhere at all. It is gone through the system and it has disappeared. Everything that they did to me, okay? Except so for the warrant. Uh, well, no. See, once I was arrested, then I made bond. They let me go and then come to find out, oh, and I had a court date. And then, oh, no, you don't have a court date. We don't know what you're talking about. And then I had to talk to them. I'm like, I have a court date. No, you don't. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, well, we made a mistake, is what they said. Okay? And you were arrested on a mistake? And then they took my car. And that's what we're talking about with this fucking thing with insurance. I'm sorry for swearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to stab somebody. Sure. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Um, go ahead. Go over to my website. Set up a, an appointment. I'm, help, I'm happy to help you to get all that resolved. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I forgot. So, so they took you in a cage, and they, and they stole your property for something that was a non-issue. Yes. And I also and then, had $200 to get my stuff out of the van. I didn't have anybody to help me to go across the state line to pick up my van. And I left it there. And uh, now it's still there in Missouri. And um, so here we are. I will. I have that email I heard you say earlier to you, my friend, Arenia. So I hope sure. I pray God that all of this works out for the best and the highest good of all to be done. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to play in their pond or their sandbox. There's better things in life to do. Yes. All right. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Seth, yeah, you're welcome. What's that? 
I said, this is crazy. And this is the kind of stuff that we need to learn how to. I have a hard time because I, really, I have really bad PTSD. And, um, okay. Anxiety because of my life. <laughs> but whatever, right? I, it's still up to me to, to uh, make that better, right? And so sure. all I'm saying is that whenever I go someplace, I just, uh, <laughs> everything just, you know, it gets to me. And, like, I swear that my mind goes blank half the time. You know, even though... Well, I mean, when, when you have these things hanging over your head, you know, it's, 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 you know, you have to have eyes behind your head. And it seems like, you know, the... the, the you know, there's a cop on every corner, and it, and it makes you feel. I mean, that's stressful. That's you know, <laughs> you know, well, you, you don't even have to be in an issue to have to get that stress. You know, and and there's no reason for that. If you know, why should why should you be afraid of somebody who's supposedly there to protect us? And and they're not. <laughs> they you know, they've already. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. You know, the the more that you the more that you learn, the the more confident you become, and the easier it is to deal with these people. And um, yeah, if you shoot me an email, one of the things you know would have helped is the notice and the memorandum of law and religious freedom. If you had that in your vehicle, you just hand it to them. Here, you've been served. Film it. You know everything that has to do with you. Your stuff, your children, it, it, it's all a religious question. It's not a political question unless you right. want to be a part of their political society. And why would anybody? It's built on deception and lies and, and, and force and all these wonderful things. Who wants to, you know, who wouldn't want to be a party to that garbage? Okay. I just sent something into Discord just about what you just said. <laughs> you want me to read it? Sure. You said you just sent something to the court? No, no, to Discord and to um, the Arkansas Assembly uh, group, okay? Oh, okay. And it's regarding, and it's regarding when you think of, of um, you know, understanding who it is that we are, where it is that we are in the universe, okay? You know, that's kind of where I was talking about, you know, understanding who you are, you know. You're under the, you know, God. You're with God. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So I wrote Absolutely. The physical uni- um, yes. So the physical universe is a universe constructed on a great deal of certainty. The objects, energy, and all the other illusions that comprise the physical universe were created with tremendous confidence and certainty. And that is the only difference between the illusions of this universe and your own illusions. Certainty. If it can be experienced, it exists. You cannot experience something which does not exist. This universe, like my dreams, is mere illusion. People are convinced that the universe cannot be an illusion because it's so solid, so real, so difficult to control. My point, they are convinced. There is no convincing any further. We need confidence and certainty, and certainty is within. If freedom is to be ascertained, become certain your illusions are real. Fully awake, fully free, and knowing the truth, everything once thought to be overpowering is simply another dream. Perception, and that's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is all perception. <laughs> but again, you know, it's like opinions. Everybody has their own, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying there. I mean, and, and again, you know, in, in order to make a fact, there's there's got to be a claim, <laughs> you know, and there's got to be evidence of that fact, right? Yeah. In order to experience it, I could tell you all day that that. Uh, 
you know, um, that the boogeyman exists, you know. Uh, but if I can't, you know, introduce you to one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, your illusion, you know, may, may go away. And again, it's something as simple that a kid is afraid of, right? Oh, the boogeyman's in my closet. Well, let's, you know, let's go check it out, see if that's true or if it's uh, just just an assumption, you know. And, and again, you have to question, you have to question everything. And everything they do is an illusion. It's a, it's a fiction of law, all of it. And a fiction is a fiction. I don't care if it's legally, you know, created. I'd love to add matter. in here if you could. Um, yes. The, uh, when, when the caller brought up, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, yeah. You know, if you look up the definition of what that is, um, it's uh, it, it, it's been very convoluted, and I mean nothing negative toward the caller. I really don't. I, I feel for her. Um, but this kind of goes back to what the whole conversation was, was about. Um, it's what you're believing in and what you believe you have. And then you go back into, okay, I'm, I'm being labeled as this. Um, there's a lot of things we all go through. Um, and if you don't submit yourself to being what they define you as, uh, you might find a lot easier time of getting out of that definition. Yes. Yes, we are not. Yeah, well, we get to, right. We get to choose who we are and who we're not. <laughs> you know, I, I've asked that of I've asked, you know I've asked that of judges. I've asked that of cops. You know, uh, who are you claiming that I am? Oh, well, you sound like a sovereign citizen. Well, that's a that's an amazing claim. You know, what is a sovereign citizen? It sounds like an oxymoron to me. You know. Uh, can 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 you show me what that. a you know <laughs> right it is I you did, know I and, I, and <laughs> stop the argument there's no more argument <laughs> oh yeah yeah because they because they know it's an oxymoron and how could you you know I can't be the sovereign and the and the subject and you know they they but they do that for all kinds of things you know. Um, uh, Sovereign citizen might mean domestic terrorist if you're talking about the FBI uh, definition, you know. Um, but all of these things that they're calling you come with a status. They, 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 there's a capacity. And, and when they put you into a capacity or a status, it's always at a deficiency. You're always at a disadvantage. You're always going to be acting with uh, little to no authority in those statuses, which is which allows them to run you over like they do in all you know every day in these kangaroo courts. And and again, the status is a fiction. It's a fiction, right? Uh, just because yeah. I'm a man doesn't mean that I'm a father. But the fact that I have kids, you know. Um, would, would you know go a long way to proving a father, right? So I'm not you know somebody could say, oh well, you're a father. Well, how am I a father if I have no children? You know, a man is not synonymous with father any more than a than a woman is synonymous with mother. Okay, 
there has to be some other facts to claim, you know, in order to actually prove a claim like that. But there's so many assumptions that they, they're all assumptions. Everything, everything stemming from the, the very uh, authority they have to run the court is an assumption. It's an illusion. It doesn't exist, especially once you question it, you'll find that out. Can you bring me the evidence that proves that I'm your property or that you have authority over me or that you own me, that I'm your slave, <laughs> that my stuff is under your control? Bring me the evidence. That, that's what I was getting at with what I just stated um, with, with what, what the, the caller said. Um, and, and again, I, I have complete sympathy for you. Um, it's when you put yourself into, it's like, you know, I have post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever. It, you put yourself into their terms. It's, uh, to me, and I could be very wrong here, but it, it's a life situation because of a creation they made that you're right, having this you know oh, and so, i and i understand with all with all due respect i do um what i mean is like all i'm saying is like it's a it's the easiest way for me to try to explain what happens in my head when i come into a stressful situation you, you see i get overwhelmed sure. see so. but if you if you were to say that in a courtroom they're going to deem you incompetent or could or could deem you incompetent. It puts you to disadvantage. I think that's where you're coming from, right, Chad? I I agree. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. So again, I mean, what what what's the reality? And 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 it may you know it is your reality that you know that that you suffer from this, but you don't want to give them any ammunition. Exactly. The more the, the more titles, the more. Uh, you know, the the more things that they can label you as in their system, uh, each one of those labels is a, is an additional disadvantage. Uh, being a defendant is a disadvantage. Being a subject is a di is a disadvantage. Um, having a, having a, a, a you know a, a mental incapacity is a disadvantage. Any of these things. Uh, that'll give them ammunition, and they can slap a title on and put you into a status that puts you at a disadvantage. Um, this is why if, if I'm going to make a claim as to who I am, what my status is, it's going to be something totally outside of their authority. So if they're asking me who I am, I'm an ambassador. <laughs> I can prove it. Can you prove that I'm not in order to make your assumptions to your authority over me? If you do, you're going to be doing it at your own peril. Because I can prove my claim. You can't prove that I'm a U.S. citizen. <laughs> See? So I use, I use those statuses to my advantage in a courtroom. And it's not so much just to my advantage, but it is to separate myself from their authority or their assumed authority, I should say, their illusional authority. So, um, uh, May I ask a question? Yes, yeah, sure, sure. 
So when we were talking about, like, uh, prove to me that you're a U.S. citizen, and that's what I would say. And then they would say back to me, do you have a birth certificate? I right. So they say, so you're saying that they're giving you, you know, that you're, you're going to, they're asking you if you're a U.S. citizen? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you say. And I failed. <laughs> Well, this is why, you know, and something like that, to make that separation, you need to express your status. You're a citizen of heaven. The Bible says you are. They recognize the Bible as the truth, and there's nothing you can argue with. There's nothing they can argue with. Yep. Well, you just came out of their jurisdiction. Now you've got, now you're under God's authority and not theirs. And they have to recognize it and accommodate Okay. See, this is the part where my my head, I get, like, discombobulated in my head, even though I know this. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. So, do you feel you you, you are supposed to be a U.S. citizen? No. Me? No. Oh, okay. No, no, not you. I know better. I told one person that people look at you like you're crazy, because I'm like, dude, I made a stardust. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know, the Bible also says that, you know, uh, the world thinks that the things things of God are uh, are foolish. The nice thing is, is their own rules say that they can't question it. They have to accommodate. They can't question it. They can mock it, but that puts them at a a disadvantage because now not only are they, um, you know, they're making ethics violations, including, uh, you know, on top of the um, other things that they're, you know, uh, trespassing against in your life. So it's it's very important. So if you're going to, if they say, are you a uh, U.S. citizen, and you say, Nope, I'm a citizen of heaven. Now they got nothing else to say. You just made it into a federal case. Because anything that's a religious question has to go to the federal level. Okay. Yeah. And that's where that term comes from, is you want to make a federal case out of this, you know. You heard, oh, don't make a federal case out of it. <laughs> Why not? That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, this is just a traffic ticket. Don't make a federal case out of it. Why would they? Why would they make a? a you know, that's like say, you know, another. You know, and again, it's like labeling you. You want to make a federal case out of it? Yes, I absolutely do. This is a question, uh, a religious question, not a political one. Okay. So it's just you're welcome. I'm trying to make it easy, and and it's so much easier rather than going through the millions of law books to go through your Bible and find the remedy that you're looking for. Yep. Thank you for sharing, and uh, you 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 found the website. So feel free to uh, reach out, and we can see if we can't square that away. Help you square that away. Well, thank you. Much appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we got a couple of minutes left here. Anybody else have a question that they wanted to ask and haven't been able to yet?
All right. Well, if not, uh, we can wrap it up here. Uh, again, this is How to Win in Court Without a Liar. And uh, I appreciate you guys coming on and spending your – what's that? Quick comment, Mr. David. Um, this is Frank. I just wanted to uh, to um, get some information to help support the young lady that just uh, left the call. Um, sure. Previous call, previous question um, that she was speaking on um, with the with the the spiritual or the religious uh, uh, standing. Um, if she googles uh, the year of the Bible in the United States, it comes up like 1982 or 1983. Um, yes. If she googles that and you know start to to learn that aspect of it also, because that's what helped me uh, when I, years ago when I learned that um, for for because that's what I stood on my uh, you know religious uh, standing um, spiritual standing. Um, as a child of God um, and a man of God, um, and you know, but of course, the, you know, my situation they still kept, you know, um, you know, yeah. um, plowing on. But uh, but that did that did help by by uh, by you know learning that, um, that those the truth that you're in the United Absolutely. States, uh, 1982 or 1983 was declared the year of the Bible. So. Um, yep. You know, I put that in there as well, and that that has helped. So hopefully, they can. Well, that's you know, part of uh, that's part of my, yeah, that's part of my judicial notice. Um, and anybody who wants my judicial notice that I that I created and the twenty five page memorandum of law on religious freedom, uh, shoot me an email at a freeman in babylon at gmail dot com, and I'm happy to send it to you, um, no charge. So um, get it. Read it, make it your own, and uh, I'm sure it will be of help to you in your dealings with agents of the state. So. Yeah, because when she mentioned the the uh, anxiety, um, that is basically just the you know you've heard this before the fear of the unknown. When we start sure. you know, knowing it, the knowing the truth, and it it it, it will uh, help eliminate that anxiety and the fear that we have. Oh, absolutely. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So, you know, when you, you know, but it's hard not to be stressed out and, and, and afraid when you get pulled over on the side of the road in the dark and you got six cops and an attack dog, you know, at, you know, at your door. So, you know, it's very, you know, it's, it, it takes some, you know, a real concerted effort to, to, to keep your peace. Um, and not be worried about what these people can or will do. Um, you know, and that's that's the advantage they have. That's why they show up as a gang. And by themselves, they're, they're, they're real easy to talk to. You get a gang of them, and all they, you know, it's all about violence, threats, force. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Uh, again, you can reach out to me uh, by email, afreemaninbabylon at gmail.com, uh, or through the website, bulletproofsolutions.org. And uh, thanks again for being with me here on How to Win in Court Without a Liar. You guys have a fantastic evening, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much appreciated, all. You're welcome, guys.